Hey there, uh, this is Andrew bringing you another Keyforge set walkthrough. Uh, this time we're going to be covering Saurian in Worlds Collide, and I have with me Kevin Cote. Hey Kevin. Hello. How's it going? I am doing. I'm pretty. I'm doing pretty good, Andrew. You know, I'm just chilling right here with some water, man. Uh, and and this, nice. this, I, this, I should have asked you before we started, but uh, did I, did I butcher your last name or did I remember it right? Wait, say it again one more time. Cote. <laughs> oh, wow. You said it right. I did? Okay, good. You did, yeah. All right. I know. Um, yeah, it's it's a French name. I, I look Asian, but I'm half French-Canadian. Uh-huh. So, so I am like, that's just a weird combination. But you got it right. <laughs> <laughs> well, the, awesome. the world's a crazy place, and we're all, uh, you know, we're all, we're all weird. So, you fit right <laughs> in. Yeah. Um, so, okay, so before we jump into talking about Saurian, I just want to talk about you a little bit and um, how you got into the game. I guess I'll, I'll just first really quick set up, uh, when we met was at a prime up in, uh, up in Sacramento, and um, that, I mean, that was like a, a great time, and I ended up having, I think, three lucky screaming caves in a row into yes <laughs> into control of the week to to manage to beat you but then your girlfriend uh completely decimated me and went on to win the event right uh yeah i love my girlfriend nancy is nancy is great um yeah that was quite the game i will never get that game you <laughs> that was i mean i respect you a lot because the deck you played wasn't like super high SES or super highly rated but you did amazing well, you know, I think you went like four and four and one, right? In uh, qualifying. Yeah, yeah, something like that. And um, but but you know the the screaming cave giveth and the screaming cave taketh away, and and I I definitely um, I definitely high rolled in my game against you, so <laughs> I, I was it was. Oh fun. yeah. No, it was no, it was great. Like you have this love of Brabnar and like board control um mm -hmm. decks. And man, I love heavy creature decks. I'm mm -hmm. not gonna lie. Um, I think the underrated, especially like SAS. If you look at the numbers, the underrated creature decks in general. Yeah. It's a very high bias towards rush, ambient control, uh, combo decks. But man, you know, I always say the scariest decks in Keyforge are high power Brabnar, because yeah. if you have no board wipe, you just play four of them and you reap and you win five turns. Like yeah. that's what it is. You can't do anything. About it. Yeah, it turns um, out reaping is reaping is good. <laughs> reaping is good, right? So that's what it is. But um, yeah, I'm in the prime. I was good. Um, uh, my girlfriend, I gave her her deck. How she won? She destroyed everyone. I don't yeah. know. I don't know how, but she's really good. She's honestly a must. She, she, um, she did good. So she is. so how did how did you um how did you discover Keyforge? How did you get into the game? Well, uh, long story short, I got into modern board gaming about, I want to say two years ago, two years, okay. and I stumbled upon, um, you know, I was, you know, I'm an average board gamer, um, I listened to, like, uh, Dice Tower, uh, Shut Up, Sit Down Reviews, and I heard about Keyforge, and I'm like, oh, that sounds cool. Um, I had, a, I had a small background in card gaming, or moderate background, I played Hearthstone here and there. Um, used to play Yu-Gi-Oh back in my day, not competitively, just for fun, but I had experience in card games. 
for mm -hmm. a while. So I, I was in my local board game store one day, and I'm just browsing because, you know, I'm a teenager, got money to spend, I want to spend some money, you know. <laughs> and I find there's two key fortunes left. And the guy, you know, Alex, the guy at the counter, he was like, I asked him, hey, are these decks for sale? And he's like, oh, let me check with the, you know, with my boss. He said yes. I bought them, so I gave one to my best friend. Mm -hmm. Then on, we just played the whole night. Um, we had two decks of completely different houses. The only house we were really missing was, and what was the house? <laughs> um, it doesn't matter. Like it was like I, I had Untamed Brodnar, mm -hmm. um, Mars. And he had this logos to mm -hmm. thank them. So we were missing. Uh, wow. Uh, shadows. Shadows. Yeah. <laughs> you got it, Andrew. <laughs> missing shadows. I can do. I can do math. <laughs> right. So we played, and yeah. So now I have like I don't know, like 150, 200 decks. He has like 75. I don't even know, but. When when we played the game, there was no community for a long time. It mm -hmm. took a long time to get anywhere. I remember going to uh, three tournaments in a row. No one but my friend was there. Kind of sucked. Aww. I know. So, but you know, I uh, kind of like Shanghai. All my friends into the game slowly mm -hmm. over time. Found some other players who loved the game like as much as me, and um, we brought a pretty okay community here like yeah they were pretty big at one point like 17 weeklies but now we're pretty small um because variety factors work school mm -hmm. you name it but we're here and uh i love this game i think this is my favorite game of all mm -hmm. time like there's nothing wrong about this game like in terms of like fun i mean yeah. we can we can talk for days about mm -hmm. balance <laughs> right like you know Houses, specific mm -hmm. cards, balance issues, but in terms of fun, this game has it. Like I can't, I can't yeah. complain. I know. I I was playing um, Clank with uh, with my nephew a couple weeks ago, and Clank's a really fun game. Um, if, if you haven't played it, it's like a deck builder. So if you've played Dominion or something like that, it's kind of like right. that mixed with a dungeon crawling element. Um, it's really fun, but man, the art is just so um vanilla compared to uh compared to keyforge right? i mean keyforge is just every piece of art is telling an interesting story and right colorful jumps out at you um yeah really I fun i see what you mean yeah i see what you mean it's just like playing character or something like world yeah. of warcraft there's nothing wrong with that i mean that's you know that's their kind of choice overall yeah but i'm glad you brought that point up like keyforge like, I was thinking of making an article series about just, like, um, the concepts behind the card. Yeah. And they think a lot about the religion of it, science of mm -hmm. it, like, the history of the cards, a reference. There's so much thought into the simple thing. And I, I wouldn't say Keyforge has a lot of story, but it has a lot of lore. Yeah. You know? Yep, yep. Yeah, that's a good way to put it. A lot of lore. Um, Well, yeah, and speaking of, of articles... um. We were talking a little bit before. You've you've been uh, developing a a series of articles for Keyforge, right? Right. Um. So 
I've wanted to push out content for a while. I've been in this game since the beginning. And I've had a lot of... Um, originally, I actually wrote an article for keyforge.com which uh -huh. that's a really that's a really old site <laughs> i wrote i know that um it's not here anymore i wrote for them a little bit i had a popular article um we, i had some complications with the owner he he's a really good guy but we had some complications sometimes no worries my end my end his end mm -hmm. but um over the summer and i want to say during the pandemic i finally got you know back of the courage to writing again so mm -hmm. i wanted to for me, I guess what I'm good at is just thinking of crazy things, like crazy tactics. I like, you know, there's so much depth to Keyforge when you really think about it. Yep. Um, so much depth. It's not a strategical game, it's a tactical game. Mm -hmm. Every single turn is just a puzzle for you to solve. Mm -hmm. And I want to make a series where we look at specific card interactions in depth, um, and just tactics you can apply to every game. Not necessarily card-oriented, but concept-oriented. So my last article had to do with like discarding like useful cards. Sometimes you have to discard um, help from future self. Mm -hmm. That may be a possibility. Sometimes you have to lose out of form to win the game. These are all things you got to think about. And um, Right, so I just wanted to extrapolate as much as I can for my own game, my own gameplay, and just theory crafting what's possible in the game. But this insane amount of possibilities in every right. game. Yeah. yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, and like, yeah, I was saying earlier. I I think for well, for new players especially, but even for players that have been around for a while, like just the the more content the better right because um sometimes you know we'll we'll encounter a new idea and it helps um expand our thinking maybe open us up to a line of thinking or play that that we wouldn't have considered otherwise and then for me one of my favorite things is when someone else helps me put a name to an idea that i had but but without right. a, without a label like it would it's it's more difficult to keep those thoughts organized. And once you label something, you're like, oh yeah, like, um, I don't know. I heard somebody use the use the phrase micro damage. And I'd been using the term plink, which I think is fine, but but terms like micro damage and micro seal um, clicked in a way where I was like, okay, cool. That's like a pretty technical way to talk about what's going on there, right? Um, I'm actually unaware. Is that like small damage, like one damage over time? Or? Uh yeah yeah micro damage would be um cards that that just do like a little bit of damage here and there right like like it's not you're not doing wipe the board um you're you're hitting things for like sucker punch right sucker punch does right. two damage um yeah so but when you start putting names to things like that suddenly it's like oh cool now now I have this whole category of things that that go together right and um. For me, that's super helpful. Exactly. It's all about making those connections. Um, I think, I think, uh, Bouncing Death Corp was fantastic at this. Um, for you know when they kept making podcasts, unfortunately, mm -hmm. but um, especially there are things like house rolls and the Delta. Like those are huge concepts. Um, and they just come together in Keyforge. Yeah. Those key words, like seriously. Mm -hmm. 
So yeah, that's cool. All right, let's let's dive into talking about Sarian then. Um, oh boy. So there we. So I have my like list of questions that uh, that I want to go through before we dig into the cards. And my first question to you is, um, let's say you're at a sealed event, you sit down across from somebody, and you see that they have Sarian in the in the Worlds Collide deck that they opened up to play for sealed. Uh, what capabilities are you thinking that they might have in their deck uh, because of Sarian? So. This is my opinion here, but in general, I'm going to say Saurian is the most well-rounded house in the game, uh -huh. especially Worlds Collide Saurians. They have virtually everything. The one thing that they're missing is it's going to be card efficiency. Even that, they can make up in various ways. Uh -huh. so in terms of what I'm looking for mostly, I'm looking for your, your, your general stuff. They don't have a lot of... Um, Amber punish cards like too much protect. Yep. Um, interventional grafts per se. Uh -huh. But they have a ton of amber control. And they have a right. ton of combo ability. So many combos. By far the biggest combo oriented house in the game. They have the power to swing a game in their favor without much precaution. Yep. So what I'm looking for the most in it is big heavy amber control cards. Particularly Tribute. Tribute's going to be the core of a lot of the Saurian decks. Um, Six Semper is going to be another one. But I'm also looking for the board wipes, right? Axiom of Gris is going to be their big, big yep. one overall. And um, so besides those two cards, how I, what separates the shaft, from, uh, the, the shaft from a good Saurian deck and a great Saurian deck mm. is going to be Exalt Control. Yeah. That is the key factor of it. So, yep. big cards, Imperial Scutum, um, Perfectus, Luda, Perfectus Luda, and any cards that can manipulate Exalt M. So, Senator Shrix, um, anything like that. Yeah. Cal Calcogen Ideal, yep. and Wards. Right? Yep. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah, totally. So, yeah, the stuff I put down. Um, First of all, it's worth noting in Worlds Collide, Sarian is the only house that has the word exalt on a card. So, wow, um, good. so that's good to know. Yeah, so so that's worth noticing. That does change, um, you know, when we later on when we get into into MM, you know, someday, um, that that changes. But in Worlds Collide, Sarian is the only house with exalt. Um, and of course, exalt is typically we think of as a cost, right? It's it's not a benefit to you. Um, it's in the long run probably a benefit to your opponent, but then you mentioned Sarian has so many ways to mitigate that, either through letting you spend the amber, or mm -hmm. just saying when the amber, you know, when the creature dies, the amber is going to evaporate. Um, so, so if you have the the capture mitigation, then then you can get around that. Um, they have some strong capture abilities as well. Um, they generally have a lot of big bodies. Um, in fact, they have the, you know, pre, pre mass mutation. Sarian has the the biggest creatures in the game. They do. Um, they have a crazy number of board wipes. To be honest, um, like so many, and they're not like total wipes, but they have, um, and that's actually wor worse for your opponent because, uh, so many of these wipes are like, 
really one-sided and so if it's in your favor and you play it like you wiped your opponent's board and, and not yours um which is uh -huh. huge um they have a ton of wards and uh we'll we'll see as we go through the cards but they ha in worlds collide sarian has three key cheats which is i i insane. was just thinking that it, yeah. is, it is ridiculous yeah yeah um, oh my god yeah and, and on top of that they have um they have two separate steel hate cards um mm -hmm. and and a bunch of ready and use as well so like um yeah we'll talk about this later but you know falafasaurus is such a good card um but of course Perfect it's card. it's an insta kill right it's an instant kill but mm -hmm. if you have these ready and use abilities then it's like ah, i get to use it um you don't you don't have a chance to stop me so um it can be pretty right. crazy right like i'll just say this right now saurians are the most overloaded house in the game hands down like bar none they have they have everything to counter everything in the game. And even then, like I said, they lack actions. They have Marsh traits like in uh, Golden Spiral. Yep. They have Logos traits in Philophosaurus. Uh, I cannot say that word. Philophosaurus, right? Yep, yep. They have everything they need. They even yep. have cards to counter stealing. Like no other house has that. Odact Patrician, right? Yep. Gargantudon. Those are insanely good cards. So just. Yep destroy any amber control save like say a broadnar grenade snip or another throwing deck right yep. or an ig right besides that they counter everything in the game so yeah like in like in general like talk briefly on the exalt mechanic they had a good idea going i mean give up an amber later on for benefit now like that's a good idea right i mean yeah yeah, it it's a right. it's a cool it's a cool push your luck mechanic, right? Like I'm in control, but I'm I'm making this trade off. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But the problem the problem is they had so many. Well, actually, honestly, if you just remove like three cards of Torian or Clyde, they would have been a lot more balanced as a whole, right? Yeah. And these cards <laughs> are gonna be. We'll talk about them later on, but I'll just spoil them now. Exile, Six Semper, Tribute. If you just remove the, these yeah. three cards, Torian would be much 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 more balanced as a yep. house but even then like you could even argue that cards like odak is borderline broken or also the gargantudon that card is in my opinion i think it's kind of broken just because it's so hard to kill right you're gonna need like some sort of yeah. this selective um, clear against that yeah but um yeah well, and i don't think i don't think anti-steel is bad Mm -hmm. Honestly, like mm -hmm. in my opinion, it yeah. isn't a bad thing at all. We need more cards to work against stealing. That's why in MM we got a lot of captures, right? Mm -hmm. Like that's a good idea, right? And I think it was a good direction, but the problem with Saurians is we're gonna see like pretty soon is their insane average power, mm -hmm. right? What you mentioned, they have no creatures below three power, and three is average mm -hmm. power level, right? And even the ones with three power, they have ways to protect themselves. Like yep. talking like um like they have boosted on them, right? Armor. Like even this one armor is strong. And mm -hmm. all the wards they have mm -hmm. and taunts, it's ridiculous. Yep. <laughs> right? So Yep. Yep. It's it's a lot. Um Okay, cool. So so let's say you are opening up a deck, you see, okay, I have um 
I see Sarian. Um, what what other house would you like to have show up on a deck with Sarian? Shadows, the straight up shadows. Um, the reason for that is shadows is they have a lot of cards that work with high amber control. Uh -huh. So I'm thinking too much to protect. I'm thinking right. Ronnie Wristlock, but also Mug. Mug is a great card. I think it's a common card in. Yep, yep that's and that card is works insane. You mm -hmm. exalt, you mug yourself, get an amber, get um protect the amber, and most of the time with Saurians, you have a ward or you have too much power or you have some sort of armor to mitigate right. the mug. So Shadows is going to be great if they kill off your all your Saurians with board wipe. You got too much protect. You got Ronnie. Right. You should be you should be a okay, no matter what. Besides that, if you don't get Shadows, I look for logos, particularly for the interdimensional graph. Similar region for too much protect. But you also have the archives set up those combos that we'll talk about shortly. Yeah. And you got some boarding. I'm thinking hologramic phone, you know. It's yeah. not like great. Oh, but man. something else. Oh, yeah. Sorry, go ahead. No, no. Well, I was just going to say, yeah, there's there's nothing I get more excited about having in my archives than like a Retor Gallum and a couple of Phalanx Strikes, oh, right? Like, man. oh my gosh. Right. That is insane, right? So for a combo house like Saurian, mm -hmm. well, actually, I don't even know. Like, would you say Saurian's a combo house? I don't even know finance. Yeah, yeah, they are. In in fact, I'll I'll just say um on that on that subject um God, this is super nerdy, but like go you know if you go look at decks um at high SAS Saurian decks, one of the things you'll find is that um there, there's a lot of decks that are there that don't have a really high arc. But they have mm -hmm. these off-the-chart synergy ratings, and of course the system's not perfect. But um, yeah, like there's there's just so much uh, there's so many obvious combos in in Sarian. Oh yeah, this so I, I want to say more than Mars, and Mars was the yeah. Well, yeah. and and Mar and Mars had the whole like they they have all these combos, but they don't really work well with other houses, and Sarian like plays nice with other houses too. So it's Fantastically. Yeah, yeah it's yeah, everything it, Mars wishes it could have been. Exactly, right? But honestly, I don't even know if it is a combo house, right? I have a deck. I recently pulled 75 SCS. It has 11 Soaring creatures. No major combos inside, uh -huh. but the sheer number of creatures right. alone in that power, it's so much potential that it, I just destroy decks without any wipes. So Soarings, that's, I think right. that's the strongest trait. They don't they're so malleable. They they form themselves in yeah. almost every archetype in the game. Crazy. Yeah. They can pull off the shadows and control you need. They can pull off the untamed bursts you need sometimes to win. Mars combos, they have the Brobnor board control, like, like what you just said, right? Yep. Axiom of Grist, right? It's crazy. But, yep. oh yeah, so sorry, on topic, besides Logos, Star Alliance is not bad. Officer Frame, um, Garcia, those big uh -huh. punch cards like those untamed they're okay so like, so yeah so i gotta jump way down to probably the bottom of your list and i gotta say my my pick here is is brobnar and not not because i think it's the best like i don't i don't think sorry brobnar is like the best combo in the game i i think it's the most fun and um and i will just say like getting getting pile i i collect pile of skulls sorry index um because pile of skulls wow. with Sarian is is just so fun. 
That is good. Yeah, I, I have that. two uh, two different decks that have Pile of Skulls and Shattered Throne and Sarian. So, you know, you fight, you kill something, and you capture two. So, anyway, that's just so fun. Um, and then you get into this weird territory where you have Comsos Haruspecs with Ganger Chieftains. Um, uh -huh. And uh, you you can oh just have some. Oh my god, that's ridiculous. <laughs> there's some stupid thing. I'll I'll send you one of my decks later. That's really stupid. But um, oh there's just a lot dang. of fun things that can happen. It's not reliable. Um, no. It has it has all these like negative side effects. Um, that are mm -hmm. not you know it's that make it tough to consider bringing to a vault tour. But it's, but it's really fun. freaking fun. Yeah. Yeah, it's that's the point. It's it's yeah. it's fun. You know. Yep. Um. Actually, Robnar was the second lowest. I want to say lowest is Dip. And that's because this has a lot of self-destruction. Right. Thorin's right. want to stay on the board. Yep. Made a couple of cards like Evil Eye, okay synergy, but not as much IG and too much protect overall. Yep. So, but I agree with that. Like, man, a, a board-heavy Thorin deck with Hostiles, uh, that a throne. I had one of those decks. I believe me. I I know what you're talking about. It's insane how much amber control you can get. Yeah. Just a couple artifacts. Um. Cool. Okay. So so next up is uh, what's your favorite in-house combo? Oh man. Um. So mine's gonna be not very popular, but I, I want to say Imperial Forge in any exalt cards, uh -huh. particularly. Uh -huh. Um, Grimlockus Rex. I I recently opened up a deck like literally yesterday with just Imperial Forge. I love that card. I think uh -huh. we'll, we'll talk about it later, but it's a Kichi and Sorian where you forge for 14 amber, but it's minus one for every amber on a yep. friendly creature. So you could potentially forge for less than a key charge with all yep. the exalted amber you have, and it's just so fun to pull off. Now yeah. my opinion is. Um, I think Saurian's most of the mainstream combos are pretty busted, if you ask me. Uh -huh. Um, I don't know, like, like, what's your opinion of, like, say, Six Emperor Tribute, for instance? Uh-huh. Uh, you know, it's, it's, it's really good. It's also, like, very on the nose. <laughs> you know, it's like, wow, yeah. I, I did that, but, um, but, yeah, I mean, it's, it's a, it's a crazy combo. It's, it's, you know, steal four, gain one, or, well, it's essentially steel four gain, um, right? And uh, well, steel four gain five, right? Because bonus amber. Yeah, yeah, the... yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, right. it's a, it's a you, you get six, they lose four. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, oh, yeah which you get is six. Wow, yeah, which is crazy. Ridiculous. Yeah, it, it is crazy, but um, uh but that does that does depend on you having the biggest creature on the board so you know there is there is if you're scared of it you know that's that's your way to if you're scared of your opponent doing it you just have to make sure that you that you have the biggest creature on the board fine nothing to worry about i mean like even then this is something <laughs> i want to talk about later like later on i'll, I'll talk about this right uh -huh. but you can just hold that you know right. gargantuan or whatever I mean, when you think about it, holding that creature is a play effect in its own right. Just keeping that in, playing yep. it, and so it's not very hard to break. Especially, like, 
like we mentioned, logo stacks, any way to archive, right? It's not hard to pull off. So you yep. have like a 10 amber net difference you just yep. had with two cards. Well, sure. technically, technically three cards. So what? That's like, that's like what? 3.3 amber per card you just used? Yep. Insane. Yep. So, uh, okay. So, so the one I put on here for my my favorite in-house combo is uh Cincinnati Rex plus Golden Spiral. Um oh, just just cuz it's 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 a really it's a really fun combo where you can essentially <laughs> be able to, you know, rule of 6 with your entire board of starting creatures if you definitely if you pull off the combo right. Um but honorable mention in my butt goes to the first uh broken Sarian combo that I discovered um on release weekend, which is which was a, um, a Legatus Raptor next to a Paraguardian. Um, oh wow! And uh, and so how I had a yeah, it was basically I could uh, I could reap with the Paraguardian, ward the Legatus Raptor, use the Legatus Raptor to kill something, uh, you know, and then ready and ward it, um, and had mm -hmm. many fun times were had with that with that combo but um it's definitely not the best in the game but it'll it'll always have a special place in my heart <laughs> no, no but you know I, i'm glad you mentioned that though because that is that's kind of that's kind of the fun but valid story and i was hoping to yeah say, honestly right yeah i mean it's pretty fair right you may be getting a lot of amber a lot of yes. use kind of like very very john smith like right yep. but it, it's fair right. it really is fair <laughs> versus what we're going to talk about later on like city state interest, right? That card is, uh, you know, stuff like that. Yep. It's fair. Yep. Okay. So, uh, so then all, all, um, the next one is is favorite Maverick. Um, mine is very easy. It's pile of skulls. I would love to get a Maverick pile <laughs> of skulls. That that is fun. Uh, so, uh, for me. As mentioned before, too much protect IG basic yeah. ones. Key yep. key charge showed up be good. I love Exhum. That card is pretty broken if you ask yep. me, but any combo. Uh -huh. But on your line of thinking, I would think a grump buggy would be fun. Oh fun. yeah, that sounds great. <laughs> yes. Oh man. Especially yeah, guess... with the action of risk, you know? Yeah. Just, wow. Holy cow. So that would that would have to be a that would have to be a Maverick Legacy, but I'll totally allow it. That'd be that'd be outrageously yeah. fun. Yes. Um, Crazy. <laughs> okay. So and yeah. then and then of course there for for discussion for the purposes of discussing Worlds Collide, there are no Legacy uh, Sarian cards. True. So um, so then my last question is uh, what. Uh, what anomaly would you like to see in a Sarian deck? And and for me, I put Orb of Wonder. Um, and this is just because, you know, there are there are those moments where it's like, okay, I have the, you know, I have this, I don't know, I have the exile in my hand. Where's uh -huh. my tribute, right? And like, oh, cool, right. pop pop this, get the tribute. I think that'd be pretty solid. Uh that is that's true, right? Now I. Uh, I had a local friend of mine, a good, very good friend of mine, close friend of mine, Pete Forge. He had a double ghost form deck, Ooh. and a Saurian, and mm. he had a he had a Crassosaurus with exile. So, ghost form can be extremely powerful 
scoring. The only counter would be like bounce, which is just relatively common. Seria, right? Fear these discards, right? Uh-huh. But ghost form is my answer to that. Yep. Yep. That's pretty solid. Um, okay, cool. So without further ado, let's go ahead and start um, start digging through the cards. Uh, the way we do this is we'll start digging through the, the commons first. We just go through in numeric order. So we'll go commons, then uncommons, then rares. Um, and then we'll we'll just discuss them as we go along. So I'll, I'll get started with the first two. Um, first one is Axiom of Grisk. It's an action. Uh, when you play it, you ward a creature. Then you destroy each creature that doesn't have amber on it. And then you gain two chains. Um, and it's... It's good. It's especially good because you have so many reasons why you probably have Amber on your creature, right? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, really um, very often one-sided. Um, the only the only time I get sad is when I see on the other side of the board, oh, they have Saryan too, right? <laughs> right. Or, or Synctum, and like, oh, I guess, I guess this isn't going to do as much as I thought. Right. I mean... Best case scenario, also, you lose no creatures and you get a free ward. Yep. That's already pretty insane. Um, talking about the chains, like I think, I think the chains are pretty fair. I mean, it's mm-hmm. a two chain card. Maybe bump it up to three chains, but it's a pretty powerful card. Like this is yep. a staple among so many Metasaurian decks. So, yeah. do you do you think it's fair the way it's placed at? Yeah, yeah, I yeah, I do think it is pretty fair. Um, I yeah, if you compare to um, Gateway to Dees, um, like that had the that had three chains. Um, the the huge advantage that you get with Gateway to Dees compared to like Unlocked Gateway is you wipe the board and then play all your own creatures, right? So, mm-hmm. um, you know, so costing this similarly to that, I think is pretty good again if if anything two two might be a little low um but i in my experience like it it works out it works out pretty well and like you know when i see an opponent has this card in their deck i'm thinking like okay cool i i know at some point this is going to happen i have to play around it and i have to try to like organize my hand around being able to bounce back from it and you know and and maybe i prioritize killing their creatures that have amber etc a little bit so um, yeah, I think it's pretty fair. Right. I mean, maybe well, one, one thing I would change is ward a creature without amber. That mm-hmm. way, that way, if you had amber yeah. creatures, you would be an enemy. Maybe then, but either way, like strong card. Yeah. yeah. It's 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 a fair card. Let's yep. Just, yeah. Yep. Yep. It's solid. Um. Cool. Okay. So so the next one is brooded on auxiliary. It's a six power beast. It has Taunt and Hazardous 2. Um, and yeah, this is just, this is really great for protecting some of your high-value creatures. Um, you know, if you get this in a, in a logo stack, way to protect your E-Dies. Sorry, and it's mm-hmm. good for protecting your Odoax, your Shricks, stuff like that. So, um, really nice Taunt creature. Oh, yeah. Um, I agree with everything you said. Something that's important to mention is this is a beast. Mm-hmm. Huge. It's very huge. And the reason why is one thing this has untamed synergies. 
So yep. be introduced. But you gotta keep it in mind for Spartazors. And you also gotta keep in mind for uh the good of the many. Oh right. Because these cards can destroy Budodons. Yep. Um, yep. So besides that, I mean, this is a great card. Um yeah. Yep. Totally. Okay. Uh yeah, go ahead. Alright, we got a chant of hubris. This has one bonus amber. Very nice. And to play effect, move one amber from a creature to another creature. This is another staple from Sorian. Very solid card. At the very least, it's an amber. You can't go wrong with that. Um, but you're going to be using it to manipulate those exalts, which make great Sorian decks. So something good you can do, I mean, default, you're going to be moving exalted amber to enemies and killing it, which is pretty fair if you ask me. Mm-hmm. But you can also move um, Exalted Amber to another creature to use it. So, yep. Big K, Senator Shrix, is going to be great with this card. Mm-hmm. You can also um, use it to make the Amber safer. So, moving it from, like, say, Crest or Jara yep. to a, another big big guy. Mm-hmm. So, super versatile. Um, yep. Yeah, good card. And good flavor text, too. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, totally. And, and yeah, and I agree. Like it is, it is really versatile and there, I mean, I've seen people use this to move Amber from an enemy creature to a friendly creature, which is like so weird. Right. But, um, uh-huh. but you can do that. So, um, it really lets you do whatever makes the most sense in the situation you're in. Right. All right. So, uh, next card, we got Imperial Scudum. One, it- one bonus amber. This creature gets two armor, gains destroyed, move each amber on this creature to the common supply. Now, I mentioned this in, earlier on, but this is a this is a pretty problematic card for Saurians because it's really good. It negates a lot of the points. Yep. It's exalting. It gives you the amber, so more rush. Two armor is crazy good. Mm-hmm. You know, only Sanctum really matches that a mm-hmm. whole lot. It's not even set per se. But for sure, put this on like a tribute creature, you just basically remove four amber from someone. Yep. So I don't know. I think if they remove this card from Thorians, they'll be a lot more balanced. I don't I don't think it's in mass mutation, which mm. we'll talk about it afterwards probably, but they had a very good direction. Mm-hmm. Way more healthy for sure for Thorians. Yeah. Yeah. Man. Yeah, it definitely um yeah, it can especially when you when you see it happen, you know, you see four amber go, and you're like, okay, that that's just gone, and this creature's big. It can be really disheartening. Um, in my opinion, one like it's kind of okay because there are already a bunch of answers to this. Um, in I mean, in Coda, there are a bunch of answers to this, right? Like lights out just uh completely destroys this as a strategy um mm-hmm. and so do cards like nature's call and lost in the woods and hysteria and um i think there's some more so um so yeah it is like it is really rough when it happens but at the same time um it's not like there aren't answers to it and so it just kind of it pushes the meta a little bit around in a different direction um you know and it's it's good, but it's it's a you know there are ways to work around it. For sure, and um, 
AOA too, a lot of counters. Backup copy, uh, banish, yep. right? These big cards. And I'm not saying this is best Soren card per se, but it's, mm -hmm. it's pretty strong, right? Mm -hmm. Like definitely a card you want to look for. Yep. If you just open up the deck or uh, scanning arc and archon card. That's yeah. Yep. Okay. Um. Cool. Next up is Imperium. It's an action with a bonus amber. When you play it, you ward two friendly creatures, uh, which is fantastic. Yep. Um. And then, uh, and then Legatus Raptor is a four-powered dinosaur and soldier with one armor. After it fights, you may exalt it. If you do, ready and use another friendly creature. Uh, that is, it's it's just really it's really nice. It's a really nice creature. Uh -huh. The one the one downside here. To Legatus Raptor, in my view, is he's he's actually kind of small, um, for having a fight effect. Um, yes. So a little bit. Yeah. Um. So even even if you compare him to like, to like Dodger in Shadows, right, is is five power. Um. So he's he has the same survivability, but Dodger will actually, uh, kill more things. So, um, so my my only complaint about Legatus Raptor is that he's a little bit uh you know he's a little bit too easy to shove around but you know that's why you have wards that's why you have the imperial scudum things like that right um this guy works best against elusive creatures just to get that yeah. exalt going for sure um and probably one of the most balanced soaring cards um from this set this is one of the first soaring releases as well um mm -hmm. like the show it off so Yep. Great guys. And you mentioned him in your, in your anecdote, too. A lot yep. of fun combos you can do with this guy. Especially yep. with Cincinnati's uh, Rex. That's awesome. Yep. Alright. Cool. Yep. Um, yeah, go for it. Alright, we've got Odak, the Patrician. Uh -huh. Play, capture one. Already really good. It's five uh -huh. power. And while Odak, the Patrician, has Amber in it, your Amber cannot be stolen. This is a great um, at the very least, it's going to be a capture one, so it can stop a key from being forged. Uh -huh. At the mo at the best, it's going to work against shadows cards tremendously. Any other kind of stealing card. Yep. It's not going to work against your interdimensional graph or against amber loss. Keep that in mind. But this is a great card, and it also works on your turn. So let's say you got a Brenda fanatic for it. They're not going to steal off you. Right. Um. So, overall, great card. I think five power is pretty fair for the effect, um, but it's great. Yeah, I think it's part part of why it's such bad news for Shadows is that Shadows just doesn't have a lot of ways to deal with a five power creature, mm -hmm. um, and so it it just becomes extra strong. Um, yeah, because of that, and very. Uh, it's a very nice card. Um, you get three three of these in the deck. Um, you're gonna make <laughs> any shadows deck you see really sad. Um, you <laughs> yeah. know, on on the other hand, if your opponent isn't running a steel strategy, then yeah, it has a that capture. But other than that, it's basically just a body. So um, not 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 gonna really swing those games. Definitely. All right. So uh, next one we got Phalanx Strike. It's an action. Gain one amber. Choose a creature. Deal one damage to it for each friendly creature, and you may exalt a friendly creature to repeat the preceding effect. 
Another great sorting card. I see he has a 54% win rate. I'm not a huge fan of win rates for, for uh, mm-hmm. Legend decks, but that's pretty high. Um, this is honestly great card design. It's pretty balanced. Yep. At the very least, you're probably getting a couple damage in there. You get that exalt if you need to get that exalt. The bonus amber, no matter what. Um, but it could have huge impact, and especially if you're just getting some sorting cards out. Um, or you already have a good a good sorting board. This can really push your league in mm-hmm. in a healthy way. So, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, rock solid. Um, all right. Next up is uh is Prefectus Ludo, who is a five power dinosaur and politician. Ludo has uh, well, he gives everyone else. He gives all your other friendly creatures destroyed. Move each amber from this creature to the common supply. So same effect as Imperial Scudum, but Ludo applies it to every friendly creature other than himself. Right. Um, yeah. Really nice. Um, yeah, yeah, if you can get this in a deck, get it protected behind like a Brutodon while you then proceed to do crazy things with your other Sarian creatures. It's just fantastic. Oh man, this card's nutty. Especially, watch off with decks with two of these, because they will be guarding each other at that point. Mm-hmm. And that can be super problematic. Yep. Uh, Alright, and then Quester Jarda is a three-powered dinosaur and politician. He's elusive, and uh, after uh, it reaps, you may exalt it, and if you do, you gain another amber. Um, which is really fantastic. Just uh, right. go very fast with these things. Right. I mean, especially with a golden spiral, you can essentially get four amber turn. Talking like code levels of untamed. Like amber gain right there. That's the card. I don't think it's very... Like, it's, it's, it's pretty balanced. It's not... Yeah. Um, it's, I mean, you, your opponent's going to get amber either way, assuming you don't have Scudum or uh-huh. Ludo. But, yeah. It's a well-designed card. Mm-hmm. Yep, right. I agree. Uh, next card, we got Redder Galo. Uh, three power. Your opponent's keys cost plus three during the next turn. And if you, when you reap, you can exalt Redder Galo to do the same effect again. This is a fantastic card uh-huh. overall. Like, three power, it's very fair. If one's keys cost three, it's basically an on play Lash of Earth and Dreams, or an Evil Eye without Amber, if you will. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think the, the reflex is pretty fair, and it's great card design because it gives you an incentive to play it and to save it, and it's pretty easy to kill. Even save for shadows, relatively easy to kill. It yep. forces your opponents to deal with it. This is the kind of threat that makes key force interesting because you have to kill this guy mm-hmm. in order to get ahead. But right. you know it could, it could be hard. Maybe he got that booted on Azura. Maybe it has some armor from the Scudum. Who knows? Right. Well, and aside from, you know, unless you have some sort of, like, a Scudum or, or something else to mitigate the Exalt, the interesting thing about that that Exalt effect is that uh, it really only swings things uh, in the long run. It's only, like, a two-cost increase because mm-hmm. eventually you're going to give the Amber to your opponent and so what it what it does is it makes it into a tempo 
play, right? Like, it's not necessarily an all-out, I'm costing you extra amber like like a, an evil eye would be, right? Right. But it's a tempo play. I'm costing you two. I'm costing you three now, but I'm going to give you one later. Um, you know, and and if you use it to slow them down once and then use it to make them pay more the next time, then you've really only cost them one in the long run. So it just ends up being like a fun tempo card in the same categories like a Miasma, which I think is fun. Oh, yeah. Miasma, is a, that's a great card overall. So same thing. Awesome card. All right. And then we got uh, Send a Shrix right here. Got four power, one armor. You may spend amber on it as if it were in your pool. And playing Reap, you may exalt Send a Shrix. Another fantastic card. Uh, small anecdote. I was a guy in TCO who was named Cinder Shrek and had a deck with four Cinder Shrek. <laughs> oh, man. This, yeah, four of them can be really insane. But this card is... Honestly, it's pretty balanced. It's fun. Mm-hmm. Bounce. You kill it, you get Amber. You have this interesting conundrum where you could play it first turn and exalt it, but, you know, you, you could give your opponent an Amber right. in exchange. Right, but this works great with uh, Chant of Hubris and other cards. Um, this is really part of the direction that I wish it would have gone, Sorian, mm-hmm. where it's like using the amber you've captured for your, um, right, for your forging keys, but without directly putting it inside of your pool. Right. So that wouldn't be that, that counterplay. Yep. Yeah, I think it's it's you know to your point about it being a pretty good design, like one of the evidences of that in my book is that probably probably 80% of the time when I do that play reap trigger as you may I choose no right because mm-hmm. 80% of the time I decide eh, it's not the right thing to do right now um, which pro- is probably a good like that's probably a good amount um, and it means that when I do create those scenarios where it's like, oh no, now it definitely makes sense to do it. Like it feels really good and like I earned something, you know? Exactly. Exactly. Uh cool. Okay, so next up is the golden spiral. This is an artifact, it's a location, and uh you can exhaust it to exalt a friendly creature and then ready and use that creature. Um this is super nice, obviously, for uh comboing with certain Sarian cards, like uh, if you use this on Shrix, for example, um, mm-hmm. then you can have, I mean, if you have a ready Shrix on the board and a ready Golden Spiral on the board, you reap for two and you've gotten three exalts. So that's like five amber towards your key, right? Out of right. out of that, those two cards, which can be pretty insane. Um, but it's also really excellent for getting to use your out of house cards on a Sarian turn. And so like one of my favorite setups is if I can use Golden Spiral on a Helmsman Spears, for example, right? Then I get to <laughs> do do more yeah. of the combos. It's crazy. So there's really fun stuff. Right. Um, yeah, I think the... I don't know. Like, unpopular opinion, but I don't think this card should be in the song, honestly. Mm. Because, like, like you just said, this is more of like a Star Alliance kind of card uh-huh. where you're using a feature from a different house to exalt, Makes a Saurian, but the effect in general is not. And like as we'll see later on, like since it has Rex, other Saurian cards, they benefit 
tremendously from this card. And with Amber Negation, it just gets worse. Something interesting to note is DOK puts it as a, a low arc card. Uh-huh. Puts it as eh, one arc total. Huh. You're gonna get huh, like it gives it a point five negative point five amber control, but one point five expected amber. Which uh-huh. makes sense. They're probably gonna use it more or less twice in the game. But uh-huh. what it doesn't show is the the massive synergy this has with other Saurian cards right. in your deck. So, or right. or other off house cards. So. Right. Yep. Yeah, it gets real crazy really fast. Um. Mm-hmm. Okay, and then the the next uh, card up is Thero Centurion. It's a six power dinosaur and soldier. With one armor, and uh, after it, you play it, and after it fights, it captures one amber. Pretty solid. Right. I mean, you can't complain when you have this card. It's a capture one. It's basically a better Raiden Knight. That's what the mm-hmm. significantly better Raiden Knight. Honestly, I I wish they would have toned it down by her. Like, 6 1 is so strong. That's 7 effective power. We're talking Brahma levels of power right there. Yep. Um, but, yeah, I mean, this is a great card. Not particularly, like, broken either. Yeah, yeah, I think it's I think it's pretty fine. Um, and, yeah, th- this with Scudum is 6 power 3 armor, which gets <laughs> just out of control real fast. But, um, yes. But but it's it's fun. You know, you do it and you're like, oh, yeah, like, I, I did the thing. Mm-hmm. I'm so happy. Cool. Exactly. All right, so... I have the honor of saying tribute, which is, uh, <laughs> yep, a tribute. One ever action, play, play effect. The most powerful friendly creature captures two amber, and you may exalt that creature to repeat the preceding effect. So, honestly speaking, I like this card a lot. I think it's a great design. Um, it really makes your opponent manage your board to to mitigate like which creature is going to put it on. Yep. Either way, you're going to give your opponent an extra amber for doing it. Um, and it's a capture. Captures are pretty fair in general, right? Yep. Probably going to have a wipe, probably have destruction. The issue with this card is when we get to cards later on, like Hero Scooter, except yeah. these kind of cards are pulling in. This yep. card is the core of Saurian mm-hmm. overall. So. On its own, it's yep. a fine card. Yep. Yeah, yeah. And if you don't do the exalt, you know, it's the same. Uh, it's the same as terms of redress. Mm-hmm. Um. So yeah, it really is when you uh, when you can mitigate the exalt and at the same time uh, have it be capture four. All of a sudden, that it, it does get real crazy. Right. Um. And you'll notice, I believe they took it out of MM as well. Ironically, a lot of the cards which you mentioned are really strong. Yeah. Not in Mass Mutation, because uh-huh. I think they got the idea of yeah. where they went. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That'll be that'll be interesting to see how they how the power curve changes. It will. I mean, like just speaking from this, like thinking about it, it's gonna keep throwing fun, but they're gonna be a lot more toned down. I don't think they're gonna be the world's collide powerhouse they are, but. What do you think? 
I, well, you know, I will confess, I have not read through all the cards yet, so I don't, That's I fine. don't have a strong opinion. I know, I, I scraped them, I have them, I have made PDFs of them, I have not read through all of them, um, so that I can kind of have a, a fresh hot take later, but, um, but yeah, I, I mean, yeah, it'll just, it'll be interesting to see, um, it'll be interesting to see how it all pans out for sure. Right. I mean, the one thing I'll say right now is they don't get yeah, every mitigation they did. That's the big difference. Yep. But we'll see what that does. All right. Um, next one, we've got Triserian Legionary. Five power, one armor. Taunt, ward, a friendly creature. Great card. That's, oh, that's immediately all I can say. Isn't it? The yep. ward, no matter what, you can ward itself, which makes it an excellent first turn play. It's yep. going to be really hard to remove this card first turn so you're probably going to get a guaranteed reap either way when you play this put it on a creature it's guarding but this is a great card um yeah yeah yep 100 percent um cool all right into uncommon territory now and uh the first one we see is ancient power this is an action with a bonus amber you play it you ward each friendly creature that has amber on it which, you know, is usually going to be a lot of your creatures. So oh, yeah. um, this often turns into a play word all your creatures. Exactly. Um, that's Soarin's going to be insanely strong hmm. overall. I mean, I, if not, it's going to be an ever. Right? I, I can't complain with that. Yep, yep. But the, the potential with this card, especially with, like, the rare card, uh, City 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 City, 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 City um, Interest, ridiculous right yeah what you could do. yeah yeah it, it is crazy um all right uh and the next up is centurion stenopius it's a three-powered dinosaur soldier with two armor so starts out really tiny um but it gets plus three power for each amber on it <laughs> so once you start putting amber on this thing it gets real big real fast and it has play fight reap you may exalt it so if you exalt it Right as it comes out of your hand, it's it's already a six power two armor at that point, <laughs> which is really formidable. Um, right. And then as soon as you start piling more on, uh, it becomes amazingly strong and almost guaranteed to be the thing that you're going to hit with uh, with that six umper that you've been on to. Right. I mean, this gives me a lot of a uh, six to many vibe where you can just uh -huh. stack all those power counter on it yep. it's fun you know a lot of math but i love this yeah you know? i mean even though it may be hard to kill it on if you do kill it you you get a lot of amber back right that's fun yeah you know it's like a huge threat you know you feel rewarded for killing it right yeah so. yep yep there's a serious payoff for sure all right uh next one is got they say interest which is pretty simple. You just capture one amber on each friendly creature. So crazy. It yeah. Uh, I'm just gonna say like I think this card is pretty borderline. I mean I, I've been saying a lot. I'm not gonna lie. I've been saying a lot of stuff is pretty overpowered. It is more or less at least very strong. Right. We can we can agree with that. But this card is very strong. Um, I've seen a deck on TCO has two of these. So wow. Yeah. Amount of amber control you get, right? Mm -hmm. That is ridiculous. Even just <laughs> yeah. three creatures, that's three captures. 
So having ever having no bonus ever, that's very fair for this card. But if it was me, I would have made it uh, a fixed rarity because having multiple copies, ridiculous. Yeah, yeah, it can be strong. The one, you know, the flip side is you have to have some board state for it to be good. I've definitely gotten to situations where, like, I was behind on board and I played this card, and it's like, oh, I get to capture two amber, right? And it, mm -hmm. so, um, so it doesn't, it doesn't always pay off, but when it does, when when it is, you know, the right time for it, it's really, really strong. For sure. Um, Alright, next we got Draco. Draco? Love that title, by the way. Uh -huh. um, it's fun to say. Uh, four power, got a reap, may exile Draco Draco. If you do, choose the house and rage each creature of the house. I love this card. Um, I think it's very fun to play when they use, they use Enrage in a very creative way mm -hmm. with it. Very fair. This is an, an amazing board control, especially versus low power houses. Talk about shadows, logos. Yeah. Any kind of house. This is a great card, and this is this this is the design I wish they would have had. Push more with Sorian. Yeah, I think you know, like I don't. I have to say, from like a strategic standpoint, I don't love the card only because yeah, like the number of times where this is where it feels right to to use mm -hmm. it that way is is pretty low. But you know, once in a while, you do get into that situation where you're like, oh, my opponent has you know five. You know, five shadows creatures that all reap and do amazing <laughs> things. I will, yes. I will make sure they can't. That's, you know. So That's when fun. it when it's good, it's it's good. Oh yeah, and yeah, I agree. It's not an amazing card, but it's a fun card. Honestly. Yeah. Yep. Um. Cool. Okay. So next up is Exile. It's an action, and it has a bonus amber because reasons. And uh, mm -hmm. when you play it, you give control of a friendly creature to your opponent. Um, yeah, the I mean, the obvious, like, the obvious ideal play here is to have a creature that you got a bunch of amber onto and then exile it and then immediately kill it, right? Or I've seen right. uh, combos where you can... Um, we haven't seen Crassosaurus yet, right? But you can play Crassosaurus, capture 10 from your opponent, and then say oh and here by the way this creature is yours now the one mm -hmm. like weird thing that i run into with exile is if you get it either in the wrong deck or just at a moment where you don't have a creature with a lot of amber on it then yeah then it's like oh i'm <laughs> do i do i do i discard it um or do i play it gain the amber and just pass off a useless creature my opponent and i i think you know that ends up being kind of like an interesting an interesting decision, but it is like a little bit of a downside to the card that sometimes it's uh, it's actually pretty bad. Yeah, I mean, but again, like the pay, like you said, the payoff to this card is crazy. Right, has a yep. source deck, tribute deck, absolutely insane. Um, I like it a lot, honestly. Just to play, like first of all, it looks awesome. That guy, uh -huh. that dinosaur looks super cute. Yeah. Right, that guy is that guy is just going back into the water. Yes. Right. I happy. That is so it's cute. I love it. But it's interesting because um on the okay I'm looking at it, like it's a uh, heck it can have zero arc essentially. It can be really bad, uh -huh. or it can be really, like like what you said, or it can be that two arc. It can be really good. 
right? It's always back to the point of what other cards on your deck. By itself, it's okay. You have yeah. potential for with tribute, insane. Crasosaurus, insane. City yep. Gate, insane. Right. So it's really like make it or break it. Like it can be awesome, or it can yeah. be like you said. I'm giving, let's say, a hunting wish. <laughs> I don't know. A, um, you know, like right. uh, whatever. Right. That's cool. Yep. Uh, right. the the real the real dream is to have your opponent play a um. Oh my gosh, what is it called? What's the gosh? Uh oh. What, 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 I'm being what bad happened? at Keyforge. What's the shadows? <laughs> what's the shadows creature that you play to your opponents? Um. Oh man, Scowling Keeper. Yeah, 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 yeah. Your opponent plays Scowling Keeper, and you're like, never fear. I have exile. <laughs> <laughs> right? Um, and yeah, it's not more about it, Andrew. There are like a thousand cards in this game. That's a lot of cards. Yeah, yeah. That card is, that card is pretty rare, anyways. I, I have only yeah. seen like two decks that has that. Well, it's and fun. it's it's not. Yes, it is fun. It is not good. That's that's part of, I think, why why uh, why we forget what it is uh, pretty easily. But uh, cool. I, oh, I like it a lot. <laughs> it's, 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 it's fun. Fun. Yeah. Uh,. All right, uh, Gargantodon is yep. a 16 power beast. 16 power, that is huge. Um, that is amazing, yeah. It, but it enters play stunned. Uh, it only deals four damage when fighting. That's whether you initiate the fight or your opponent fights it. And each amber that would be stolen is captured by a creature controlled by the active player instead. And this is like this is one of the weirder interactions in the game because right. Um, because it's a it's captured by a creature controlled by the active player. So, uh, that means even if even if I steal, you know, if I go to steal, I'm going to capture onto one of my creatures. My opponent steals on their turn; it's going to go onto one of their creatures. Um, and then Kincan is this like really weird case where your opponent can steal on your turn, and then that means you capture your own amber. You mind warper yourself basically. So there's some some weird situations that can happen here, but but ninety nine percent of the time it's it's pretty straightforward. It's just uh, you capture instead of steal. Right. I mean, like I said, it's it's a pretty strong card. Um, yeah. Like above all else, I think you know, I think sixteen power is a lot. Yep. <laughs> he asked me, it's pretty ridiculous. Personally, if it was me, I would have made like an Ether Spider, where it wouldn't do any damage in fighting, because 16 power, it's, even 4 four damage is a lot of damage, let's be honest. Like that, mm -hmm. that, that killed half the, half the cards in the game mm -hmm. with that armor. So, mm -hmm. the sun's fine, and the is good. Um, okay, it is just demolishes the Shadows next completely, especially if you have mm -hmm. a couple of these, right? Combine that with the Odak, like, <laughs> man, that's destroys any kind of stealing yeah but, um yeah the the one the one downside is because it applies to you too um you mm -hmm. know like i've i've had this in a shadows deck and it becomes like a uh you know a case where like probably 80 percent of the time the right answer if you draw this card is discard it because right um because it's not going to help you <laughs> yeah you gotta work around it you, you need you need like a hidden run back or something yeah just put that thing back. Yep. All right. All right. So next we got a library of 
Polyosaurus. It's an artifact. Action, move an amber from a friendly creature to your full. This is a great artifact, honestly. Um, because yep. almost always you're going to be getting some value. Of the all the exalted Saurian, you're going to be getting amber per turn. And this works exceptionally well with things like Questor Jarna that can just keep exalted and just repeatedly. So, yep. on its own, I don't think it's super, you know, I don't think, I think it's a good card. Mm -hmm. right? The problem lies with like Questor Jarna, where I can just keep doing it every single turn. So right. the only counter to that would be if I kill Questor Jarna, but that can be hard with the taunts, elusives, right. armor, and awards. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, with the right creatures or with the right support, Library of Polyasaurus becomes uh, or it becomes effectively steal one, right? Action steal exactly. one because exactly. that's an amber your opponent would have gotten. Nice. Right. And, yeah. And uh but city with city gates, which we'll see later on, this is insane. So, yep. Yep. I, my girlfriend I think had this combo in our deck, City Gates, Polyasaurus. Um one deck too, so that was cool. Um, yeah. All right, uh, Orator Hisaro, uh, three power, a deploy. Our first deploy we see. Play ready and exalt each of Orator Hisaro's neighbors. For remainder of the turn, you belong to House Saurian. Um, this is a pretty good card overall. Yes, we're we're potentially giving opponents two amber in exchange. But we'll probably get two amber back and more if our creatures have play reap effects. Yep. Big important thing: this is ready and exalt. So I can use my Saurian board first, then play this to get a second turn base. So yep. just, there can be some insane combos. Cincinnatus Rex, Crusher Jarda, any of these fight reap effects, um, like like this Raptor. Yeah. So. Great value. On the other hand, your creatures aren't very strong. You're mm -hmm. probably going to give your opponents that two amber, you know, especially, yep. if, especially if they have a wife coming. I you, had you a, gotta be careful. I had a really sad moment once where I had a. This is like the weirdest situation, you know. But mm -hmm. I had. I I was playing a deck and I got a. I had Order Hisaro and Compsos Haros Bex on the board. Oh man! So, so <laughs> we haven't gotten to Compsos Hard Specs, but it turns play effects into play reap effects, right? So, right. So suddenly, Order Hisaro's effect is play, is play reap. It's great. And I go Logos, and I play Academy Training onto Order Hisaro, thinking this is going to be so amazing. Oh man! And I go to reap, and then my opponent points out, you exalt its neighbors. You don't make them logos. You make them Saurian. Oh, <laughs> it doesn't work. No. It doesn't work. That's okay. That's... <laughs> yeah, that's problematic. Oops. Oh. Oops. Anyway. Yeah, that's a fun. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> maybe they would have. Maybe they should have fixed it to. Uh, they belong to the act. Oh no, it's fine. It's yeah. it's fine. It's just yeah. It's just it's hilarious, and it's one of those like oh, gotta be careful. You don't you don't. Uh, you know, cards can do weird things sometimes. They have minds of their own. Hey, man, it's a Keyforge moment, right? That's right. That's right. Exactly. Um, Alright, Paraguardian is a six-power dinosaur soldier with one armor. That's already, it's just a big creature. Mm -hmm. Um, 
and it has reap you may exalt it and if you do ward each of its neighbors which is is really fantastic it depends on what the neighbors are but um it, it can be so good oh yeah um the yeah the next the next one is uh it's this, this one is very satisfying when it pops um oh, philophosaurus yeah. is a four-powered dinosaur philosopher after it reaps you may look at the top three cards of your deck archive one add one to your hand and discard one and the number of times where like what you're getting is like a saurian card and then a card in another house that is good to archive um mm -hmm. you know that 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 happens a lot um exactly. so it's yeah it's so good the yeah this card is insane uh uh like i, I always think back this is card there for what it does uh -huh. on one hand thorns don't have a lot of use effects we just saw two bone spiral orator besides that don't have a whole lot uh -huh. when it pops off the value is ridiculous so yeah if it was me I would as a couple of things to do. Lower the power by one. That would have helped a lot. Just keep it the medium average mm. power three. Exalt it maybe when you use it. Or mm -hmm. alternative alternatively, you could also make it a choose effect. Archive one, add one archive one, add a card draw a card or discard a card. Uh -huh. Or even just cut one of the effects. Because think about it. You are going through one twelfth of your deck. That's a lot of yeah. cards. Yep. With just one effect. Yep. So. Yep. Is that yeah? Yeah. Really fair. It's uh, it's it's fantastic. Um, it's also yeah, it's also very killable. Um, so. Yeah. Um, you know, it's it's, I think it's, I think it's good. I don't know. It might be. It's a little high on the power curve, probably. Um, mm. but I think it's I think it's good and fun. So I don't, I don't begrudge it by any means. Right. I mean, in its defense, it's forcing your opponent to do it, which is right. good. And that's that's a good gameplay, forcing people to do it. Yeah. Yep. Cool. Oh, my turn. <laughs> All right. Yeah. So we got a regrettable meteor, uh, one amber. Bonus, uh, destroy each defensive creature and each creature with six power or higher. Uh, Off-topic thing, I believe one of the champions from the tournament you just showed this card off as like part of the deck. Either champion or runner-up, but uh -huh. this, is, this, is, this is a fun card. Um, the very worst, it's an amber, but can't go wrong with him rushing the deck. On the other hand, right, you're destroying every dinosaur, so this is this is a very Martian-like card where a lot yeah. of anti-synergy with, with itself, but also it kind of a lot of Saurians, naturally. What you want this card to work with the most is with those Imperial Scutums and uh, Pluto. Really kill off the Amber that, that you just captured off. Mm -hmm. In those cases, it's pretty good. Without those cards, it's okay. Like, it's going to be an Amber. Can't go wrong with it. But this card did get indirectly buffed, which is pretty common in Keyforge. Since in Mathematation, we're going to see those giant creatures coming up. Mm. But this is going to work pretty well against. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So. Yep. Yep, for sure. And yeah, I don't know. Like, it's. The, one of the nice things about it 
is if you get it at a point where you're a little bit behind, but you have some creatures in your hand, then it, then it becomes. I mean, think about you know again some of those like really good gateway to these turns, right? Like you get to you get to wipe out the you get to wipe the board clean, drop some of your own creatures, and you didn't get three chains, and you got a bonus amber, right? So mm -hmm. so it it actually ends up I think being pretty cool. And I've even had moments where it's like I did a bunch of stuff. I dropped a Ludo on the board, and then I played Regrettable Meteor, right? And so, um, and so, yeah, I cleaned my board off, but I also just made you, like, I just captured, you know, seven of your Amber, and then made it evaporate. So, there's even stuff like that where I think um, it can be deployed in really effective ways. Right. Exactly. That's the, yeah, that's the, the dream. Uh, the play of this card. That's the, the dream with this card, honestly. But, uh, and occasionally, I mean, I've discarded because you don't want to leave the spiral boards. But, uh, hey, that's key for you know? Yep. Yeah. All right. We got the big one coming up. We got six Emperor Tyrannosaurus. Uh, move each Amber from the most powerful creature to your pool and destroy that creature. This is a pretty problematic card. Another card that was not reprinted. Back to the form with Tribute, we talked earlier. It's Potentially a ten amber net difference you just had with mm -hmm. two cards, which is or three cards, uh, which is pretty insane. But um, Thorians, it's not very hard doing this card. It's they have a lot of power in general. Mm. Robnar can match it, but I don't know. Like I, I didn't see a Robnar video yet for Words Collide, but they don't. The problem our power in general is really iffy, right? In, in yeah. worlds collide, which is pretty unfortunate. But yeah. uh, what's your opinion of this card, Andrew? Uh, yeah, I think I think it's an interesting one. Um, depending on the circumstance, like it can it can be very fun. Um, it's it's definitely a cost to have to kill your own creature. I've had times where it just makes sense to use it to kill. My opponent's really big creature, right? And it's just right. it's like a it's like a hand of Dees that could only pick the biggest creature. And that's like that's pretty fine. Um and then I've had times where like my opponent, you know, played a card, captured a bunch, then they're digging for their six emperor and I beat them to it, right? And and that <laughs> that can be pretty cool. So so I don't know. It's a it's a swingy card. Um I think um, I I don't know. Like I I don't I don't get super excited about having it myself. Um, I don't get super worried about having about my opponent having it. But it is it is like a it can be fun. It can be strong. It just all depends on the situation. Exactly. Um. Cool. Okay. So next up is Stomp. It's an action with a bonus amber. When you play it, you deal five damage to a creature. If this damage destroys that creature, you have to exalt a friendly creature. That's kind of a weird dynamic because it puts you in a situation where you're you're like it's almost nicer if you can use it on a creature that's not going to die. Um, but at the same time, like killing creatures is is really nice. Um, so the the ideal real ideal situation is to have a situation where you can 
use it to kill something and exalt <clears throat> one of your creatures uh, in a way that will help you. Or if you don't have any creatures on the board and you use this and you kill an enemy creature, then, you know, you try to exalt a friendly creature and you can't, so you don't. Um, so, but yeah, it's, it's a bit of a weird card in, because of that dynamic. Yeah, um, I, I agree. It's weird, but I love it. I think it, that it makes, makes you really ponder how you, like, like how you said, how, yep. how do you use this card to your advantage? More or less, I think of it in a way as basically trading with your opponent. Okay, I'll kill your guy, but you get it, right? Right. And usually it's going to be in your favor. Killing Witch of the Eye is better for an Amber as <laughs> a word to trade, you know? Right. Um, for instance, right? So at the very least, it's an Amber game. And yep. just the card art is cute. Yeah. Yep. But yeah. Probably top three of my favorite Soaring cards. Mm. Just have my deck. Like, it's just fun. Nice. Yeah? yeah, no, it's it's definitely a very fun card. Um, cool. Next up is uh, and and this I think has one of the coolest one of the coolest arts. Uh, is Pterodactyl. It's a twelve power beast. Uh, so similar um, similar theme to Gargantodon in that it's really big. It's a beast, and it enters play stunned. And it only deals four damage when fighting. Um, however, this one has before fight deal four damage to each neighbor of the creature it fights. So if you can keep this out long enough to unstun it and then get to use it, uh, it becomes pretty insane board control. Oh yeah, oh yeah, um, yeah. The art is great in this card, like you said. I love what the artist did, where the perspective is in the face of the two dinosaurs but uh -huh. it's it's focused in like the surroundings are kind of blurred it's just focusing on like the beam loading up which is pretty cool yeah um 12 power is nothing to laugh at that's ridiculous but mm -hmm. it's pretty fair i mean four power fighting stun this, this is great synergy with tribute great synergy with december if you can get that going on but like you said the payoff is it's super worth it in this card especially versus those low power uh creatures low power boards this can do a lot of work yeah so, oh yeah good all right so next we've got uh cali the calisthenian cali cali <laughs> ideal wow the Saurian. yeah i'm not gonna lie Saurian as a house was the hardest house to me to remember cards names for yep and i i, I memorized cards pretty easily for this game. yeah like it's pretty straightforward but Saurians, man Oof. well and, and <laughs> I, I think like mars the thing that Mars has going is that they're just made up stuff, you know. Yeah. Um, but but with uh, but with Sarian, it's like actually crazy Latin stuff. Right. It, it's pretty impressive. I've learned a lot of Roman history, just like <laughs> like you know, like, right? It's it's cool. It's cool. Yep. Yep. For sure. Which which this card in particular is looking at the particular area of Zanus, which is the, the, that's the, pretty interesting. The Bummel region. Yeah. Yep. The bubble region. Exactly. <laughs> wow. But, uh, okay, that's the card. It's an upgrade. Uh, you play it, you exalt the creature, and this creature basically becomes a center of a shrink. I love this card, honestly. Yep. It adds, it's very, very fair to play overall. I mean, you have to exalt. At the very least, you can exalt an enemy creature and then kill it to get the camera back. 
in best case scenario, you're exalting something like uh, a criminal access ducks to make mm-hmm. card to do it with. Something with already a lot of exalted hammer on it. So it really helps a lot. Um, but yeah, great card. But especially really good with like Imperial Scudum, Ludo, or forces your opponent to deal with it. Yep. All right, so next we got Tribune Pompatos, four power to armor, dinosaur politician. Each friendly creature gets two power for each amber. Before mm. fight, you may exalt Tribune Pompatos. This is a great card. Normally, you're going to be getting a lot of bonus power. My friend, who his first World's Collide deck, had this card. He just loved exalting the heck out of it. And it's yeah. getting super strong. It's fun, right? It can yep. get if you have no direct clears, either single target or wipes. This can get really problematic. It's gonna yeah. be insanely hard to kill, especially with like say a crashing source who's gonna have one extra power when you play it. Yep. So, yeah. but in most decks, in most games, it's gonna be pretty. Basically, just kill this card. You should be right yeah yeah and it does like almost witch level it becomes a wow i have to like get rid of this thing before mm-hmm. things get completely out of control right because right. if you catch it early you kill the pompatus then like you're you're pretty safe um but if you leave it out and the pompatus gets exalted the other stuff has amber on it Oh my gosh, you are just in for <laughs> you're in for a bad time. Oh yeah, especially combine that with the uh, Centurion man. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yep. Oh, it's bad. Is, it's really bad. Cool. All, All right. right. So now we're going we're going on to the rares now, which may introduce this first rare. Yes. Now, are you okay if we hit pause here because it's past midnight? Um, oh yeah and, and pick up on a different night i'll edit this out obviously sure man go ahead like yeah okay hopefully uh hopefully i'm not talking too much or... no i we're going a little long but i think it's like good conversation so i'm it doesn't bother me at all um i just am like starting to fade so <laughs> no you go i i couldn't tell the hmms was like me talking too long or interrupting or was it it's you know, know it 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 all depends. Like I'll tell you, um, the first the first couple of these that I did myself took probably an hour and a half, and then I got to where I did a couple by myself that took forty five minutes, right? And it was because yeah. I I just got really fast talking. Um, but then I you know I oh I did start doing it with other people, and they just they take longer, par- partially because like people talk at different rates. But then, you know, you have two people, you have probably twice the ideas, sometimes more more than twice the ideas because you, like, spark each other. So, it, yeah, it's, no, it's totally cool. Um, I super, I super appreciate it. And, um, yeah, I, I definitely want to finish this one and then, um, and then super looking forward to doing the Logos one. So, uh, for, yeah, for sure. it's, it's good. For sure, man. I, I'm just trying to adapt to, like, um, you think I'm talking too? Uh, okay, cool. So we're back. We took a, about a week break, and we're back into uh, Sorry and Rares. So um, 
I'll I'll jump in and let's start talking about uh, Auto Legionary. Um, Auto Legionary is weird. It's an artifact. It is also a robot and an ally, and it can exhaust to put it on a flank of your battle line. And while it is in the battle line, it's considered a creature with five power and belongs to all houses. So the critical parts here are basically um, once it's ready as an artifact, you can use it to turn it into a creature and it does normal things you would expect it to do becoming a creature. And then it is in all houses. And um, that we, you know, we talked um, earlier about the prime up in Sacramento where Nancy wrecked me. And this particular card was a huge part of how she did it. She happened to, you know, get it out and be able to protect it really well. Um, I think I was able to stun it every other turn between Tremor and Blinding Light, but it's still just, um, uh, I think there was a lot of Amber captured to it and it was very well protected and it just, it made my life very sad. Exactly, Andrew. Uh, this card doesn't seem like a whole lot, but the potential for reaping is there and a five power body is hard to deal with. That yeah. will kill about, you know, three fourths of most creatures in the game on its own. So it's slow to get going, but if you can get it on your first turn, it's a really safe first turn play. Very yeah. little artifact control, um, most decks. So it's just really good play. Just put that down, and you'll probably will get a lot of value out of it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, the next one is Cincinnatus Rex. It's a six-power dinosaur and soldier with four armor. Uh, and if there are no enemy creatures, it gets destroyed. So similar to um, the uh, Tireless Crookag in that way. Uh, but after it fights, you may exalt it. And if you do, you ready each other friendly card. And um, this is this is pretty good on its own. Um, you know, you get to use, you know, you exalt it once. You get to use all your other dino creatures once more that turn. Um, if you get this with, and this, you know, Dexa Keyforge does a good job of showing this, but if you get this with Golden Spiral, it can be really amazing because uh, you get into a situation where you can rule of six, not just the Cincinnatus, but your entire Saurian lineup, um, which is crazy. If you happen to have a Falophosaurus on the board when you do that, it is absolutely bonkers. Exactly. Um, in some decks, like with the Golden Spiral, or Raider Hisaro, like this Raptor, like these cards, uh, if you have those cards, this card can be absolutely insane. Uh -huh. Constantly readying and using creatures. On its own, I don't think it's overpowered at all. Yep. I mean, you have no friendly board, it's destroyed. Yep. You could just fight into all other creatures, because of Saurian, you're more, most likely going to die. So it's pretty easy to get take, to take care of. Any kind of single target destruction, like Shadow's Finish Blow or Hand of Disc, that will take care of this card. So it's yep. a threat. But if you see a deck list that has the Golden Spiral, for instance, you need to watch out. A good player will put a Golden Spiral down one turn, yeah. have the Rex the next turn, and then they'll, they'll go and Spiral Rex on play, and then there'll be no counterplay. So you have to prepared for that yep absolutely um yeah one of my uh one of my better decks um is is one that features Cincinnati rex and golden spiral 
with the Falophosaurus, and then uh, and then with the Falophosaurus, you can uh, get a couple of Imperiums, which lets you keep using the Cincinnatus Rex, a Prefectus Ludo, which means when the Rex dies, you don't care, and the entire time, what you're archiving is a bunch of Dece cards to dump with Eye on the Fringes, uh, and wow. it is it it can be pretty devastating. For sure. Um, all right, let's go ahead. All right, so we got um, City Gates. It's an artifact. Action. A friendly creature captures one amber. If that creature is a dinosaur, it captures two amber instead. This is a very strong artifact. On, on its own, you're probably going to capture two per turn if you have at least one Saurus out. Yep. And it, com and it combos especially well with Library of Paleosaurus. So these two cards together, you're going to be capturing two per turn and taking one to your pool, which effectively becomes a steal one if you have both those cards. Yep. But on its own, it's amazing. Yep. All right. Next card, we've got Crassosaurus, four power, two armor creature. It has Elusive, which is pretty rare for these dinosaurs. Yeah. And... Play effect, capture 10 amber from any combination of players. Then, if Crassosaurus has fewer than 10 amber on it, purge Crassosaurus. This is probably the biggest play effect in Saurian. Yeah. Mm -hmm. it's, it's hard to proc in general. I mean, having 10 amber from both players is rare. Unless you both are about to forge a key and there's amber control. But, if you get this card out, with an exile, for instance, or an imperial scutum, any way to control the dolphin amber, it can be game changing. Yeah. There's two main ways. To, yeah, yeah. There's two main ways to use this card. You want to use it to reset amber state, so capture all amber from both players, kill it with like Ludo on the board, and then you both are back to zero amber. Or you can use it to just control the opponent's amber. Entirely. If they have, say, 10 or more amber after a massive untamed turn, shadow's turn, or etc., you take all their amber, control it, and stall the game much longer. Um, I don't know if it's completely overpowered on its own. If it, if without Ludo or Scutum, mm -hmm. I would say it's pretty fair. But either way, it's one of the hardest cards to use in the game. Mm -hmm. yes. Yeah, a, a friend of mine has this with a, um, I want to say there's an Exume, but additionally there's a Mimic Gel. And so uh, so <laughs> we, we got into a situation in one game where he had a Crassosaurus on the table with Tin Amber on it, as well as a Mimic Gel Crassosaurus with Tin Amber, uh, and then I think I think a, a Theros Centurion as well with some Amber. Um, wow. It, it was control. yeah the um the game ended with uh you know something upwards of like 30 or 40 amber um sitting in a pool um because you know it just stalled stalled so well and yeah absolutely like being able to stall you know 10 amber is huge <laughs> it's huge and um, the creature's fairly survivable too. It's it's only four power, oh, which oh, yeah. isn't super impressive, but it has that two armor and elusive. So it's one of the more survivable elusive creatures in the game. Like compared to Kulf the Quiet is is 
something you can compare it to, but really it's it's one of the more uh, beefy, elusive creatures that you'll find. For sure, Andrew. And we're not even talking about the ward soaring past, right? Absolutely. I mean, if you ward this guy, <laughs> it's going to be a rough game for you, opponent. That's sadness. <laughs> All right. Um, next up, we have Diplomacy. Uh, and nice play on words there. Uh, Diplo, like Diplodocus, but this is Diplomacy. Ah ha ha. Aren't we all laughing? Okay, it's uh, it is an action with a bonus amber. It has alpha, so you have to do this before you do anything else uh, on your step three. And after you play it, until the start of your next turn, each creature gains before fight exalt this creature. And I, this is an interesting one. I think there are some cases where this could be really interesting, like with um, uh, if you have effects such as um. What is it? The uh, the the oh wow! What is their key cheat that lets you? Um, Imperial Forge. Also. Yeah, yeah, Imperial Forge, right? And so you do the, you do something like that. Maybe it's great. Um, you know, it also imposes a cost on your opponent for fighting. I haven't so far seen this be super impactful. It's interesting, but I haven't seen it be a very like uh, you know game impacting card. What about you? Right. Um, I actually just pulled this in deck recently, and I agree, it's not very impactful. Hey, at least it's a free amber in most mm -hmm. games, but some, uh, half the time, I'm not going to play it. I'm, I'm going to discard it because I want to fight my Saurians a lot of times. Right. There are Centurion, like a, like a Disruptor. Saurian is a great fighting house, and this just works against it. I, ideally, you want to play it when you have a lot of Saurians you want to protect, so to dissuade your opponent from fighting. But unless I'm in that niche circumstance with, you know, Imperial Forge, like you mentioned. It's going to be really hard to use this action. Yep. Yep. All right, next up is Favor of Rex. This is a really fun one. It's an action with a bonus amber. And when you play it, you trigger the play effect of a creature as if you had just played it. And this opens up lots of weird rules situations. Um, you know, if you use this, let's say you use this on your own Odawak, it captures a second amber, no big deal. But as soon as you're using it on your opponent's Restringentus or uh, on um, your opponent's uh, Infernus or your opponent's uh, Officer Frain, there are weird things that come into, that start happening and um, and it, it leads to some really interesting situations, but I, I think it's one of the more fun cards in Saurian. Oh yeah, this card is extremely interactive. Coda, we saw Mimicry, and then AOA came out, we saw Merkins. So mm -hmm. these cards all affecting, manipulating opponent's cards. Favor of Rex is the play effect, and man, I just, I've had some really bad times with this card. You know, Charette's capturing Valenside, for instance. Yeah. It's insane. I've lost games with this card entirely. You're not going to see it often, but when you do see it, you need to watch out for it. Because it is one of the most game. It could be one of the most game impact on its own. Yep. All right. All right. So, so next, yeah, next card we got: Good of the Many, destroy each creature that does not share a trait with another creature in its controller's battle line. I actually like this card a lot because it really makes you think about your positioning on the board. Now, it's easy to work around. But if you selectively choose which creatures to kill mm -hmm. from your opponent, 
this could be powerful. Um, well, this not have a bonus ever, so it's not gonna help with your tempo a whole lot. But best case scenario, it could kill at least one. You know, kill. It could mostly finish off their entire. But if played correctly. Yeah. Yeah, and and because because it's not alpha, you know, you sometimes can have the opportunity to, like you were saying, you know, clear out a couple of things. Maybe they have two beasts, but you fight one of them, and then go to the many kills the other one. So, and and it's important to remember one thing I've forgotten before is because it targets creatures that don't share a trait with another creature in its controller's battle line. Uh, you know, it doesn't matter. You know, if if you have a beast, you, know, you might have two beasts, and your opponent has one beast. Your beasts will be fine. Theirs will die. So um, definitely, uh, there's possibilities to do some fun orchestration. Exactly. Um, actually, Andrew, scratch that. I I completely thought this was a different card. <laughs> oh. <laughs> uh, when I read it, yeah. Sorry, I was uh, thinking of something else completely. Okay. Um, remove that part from this podcast, and also remove the part. Yeah. I'll, so, do, I'll do my best. Remove the part. Sorry. Exactly. Okay. Sorry. Uh, creature has not had a trade. Okay, I was reading it as um, I was reading it in that it does not share um, like a house kind of next to it. Ah, like the like yeah. the group think tanks. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I was I was reading yeah like group think thing. I was reading it wrong. Okay, sorry. Okay. Um, now talking about this card. Yeah. So one, three, two. One. So, good of the many, this card it has play effect to destroy each creature and does not share a trait with another creature in its controller's battle line. So, this card is not bad. Um, no bonus ever, so not too good. But, can be a good way to assassinate a creature of a house. So, mm -hmm. if you don't share, for instance, um, like shadows, right, on the card. If you don't have any of the shadows, creatures, um, you have Saurian, for instance, your creatures die, or vice versa for them. It's a really important to note that that houses with more mono traits, like Saurian, for instance, who almost always have dinosaurs, are going to be less affected by this than, say, Untamed, which has a large diversity of traits in their um, card pool. Um, other fun fact with this card is um, Brutodon Accelerary. Is affected by this card since that is um since it's a beast. So you really need to read those traits when you play this. Yep. Cool. All right. Next we got Grimalakus Duck. It's the eleven power two armor creature. Oh, the taunt and a play effect exalt Grimalakus Ducks twice. Now this is an interesting card. Um. It is by far one of the most powerful creatures in the game. Power-wise, a lot of armor, best taunt, so it has a good effect in general, but it's a two-time exalt. So, in a deck without any exalt control, like a Califigian Ideal, her, um, her Scutum, this card could be problematic, especially if your opponent has some sort of bounce effects, like Hysteria, or wipe effects. This card could be giving free amber for your opponent. Having said that, it is fantastic protection for a lot of other Thorian creatures. 
say Quest or Jana, right? Red or Galen. Um, these cards need protection a lot, and the taunt helps immensely. Other than that, it's 11 power, 2 armor, so this could wipe almost any feature in the game. Besides um, the next set, gigantic features. So, yep. fantastic card when played properly, but if you think the opponent has ways to control his ultimate ever, they bounce effect, guilty heart, worth returning, you gotta, you may want to discard this card. Yeah. Yep. It, yeah, it depends. And like you were saying, it, it's huge, right? Like even a even a Khaleesi dragon would have to fight and then use the five damage to finish it off. Uh, but uh, there there is that that two amber risk that you're throwing on there, um, and so your best case scenario is going to be that you have some way to uh, capitalize on that and and turn that that amber risk uh, into something that's to your favor. Um, speaking of which. Here's Imperial Forge, which is an action with a bonus amber. I couldn't remember its name earlier, but it is pretty awesome. And uh, it forges a key at plus eight current cost, so by default 14, but it's reduced by one for each amber on friendly creatures. So if you have uh, this and a, you know, let's say this, and you, you just played a Crassosaurus, well, you're now forging for four uh, rather than... <laughs> rather than 14 so it gets pretty crazy really fast and this also pairs very well with situations where you're able to spend that amber off the creatures uh so for example if you have shrix or calipigian ideal or a brachis out then essentially the amber on those creatures is counting double uh because it's reducing your cost by one and then you're able to spend it uh and all of that you know, before your opponent has a chance to do anything in response. So a pretty strong deal. Exactly. Spot on, my friend. Cool. Uh, next up is Imperial Road. This is an artifact, and it's also a location, and it has Omni play a, star a Sarian creature. That creature enters play stunned. Um, I haven't seen this be a really important card, Uh where it works best tends to be when you have creatures, uh, Saurian creatures with strong play effects or that do something really nice just by being on the board. Um, even even with other things, it can be pretty good um, just because you're, you're filtering through your deck a little bit faster. But really, where you're going to get the most benefit out of it is where you're getting, you know, your Odoax, your Brutodon Auxiliaries, uh, your... Maybe your Crassosaurus, things like that, that are going to have an impact even without you having to use them. Exactly. I mean, it has an amazing card art, let's be honest. That's for sure. <laughs> for sure. But, you know, its play effect, only effect is not bad. Either way, it is helping with efficiency, right? You are clearing yeah. the card from your attention. So, can't argue with that. And speaking of cards that go well with it, we got comps of heart mm -hmm. right here. Four power creature. Each friendly creature's play effect is a play reap. So this is a really interesting card. Um, to show you how interesting it is, I have a deck where this has Compass Heart spec, 
and lesser octet. So, whenever I reap with lesser octet, I purge my entire hand. When I have Compton's cards out. Which is absolutely hilarious. Yeah, and it could wow. potentially purge almost my entire deck. I really want a deck and keyboard where it purges itself entirely, so you just remove <laughs> from the game. <laughs> that would be awesome. But right, I mean, yeah, these literally, pur literally purge, annihilate everything. But yeah, this is an amazing card. What to do? Um, some things to note. You would you would think cards like Blacksia does Pixie work for this? No, I mean, does Pixie has a bonus icon, and Blacksia. Technically, doesn't have a play, so due to like the play, the bolded play effects not being in wording, so you gotta make sure you have that exact play effect. But if you do, this could be insane. Yeah. Right on. Uh, uh yeah. Oh yeah, sorry. no, no. Uh, my one of my favorite situations I've gotten into with Compso's Harrow Specs is having a uh, having an Orator Hisaro next to a Ganger Chieftain. Right. And uh, basically, if you if you get this out with no enemy creatures on the board, then it is a rule of six for... Uh, it's a rule of six scenario for both creatures on... Well, the Ganger Chieftain, the Orator Hisaro, and the creature on the other side of Hisaro, uh, which is pretty awesome. Um, you also at that at the end of that end up with you know two creatures that have six amber each sitting on them, uh, but it's it's extremely fun. That's, that's pretty cool, my friend. Um, yeah. Um, speaking of the next rare, it's basically the opposite of Compsis. We have Livia the Elder, so it's a four power creature with a reap. You may exalt Livia the Elder. If you do, each friendly creature's fight effects and reap effects fight slash reap effects for your manager return. So, on paper, when I first saw this card, I thought it was really good. However, in reality, after having it multiple decks, it's borderline mediocre. The reason for that is that Saurian, as a house, can't make too much use of this effect. Best case scenario, you have... Um, yeah, there's Centurion reaping the capture ever. Not bad, right? Or maybe you need a better Galem fight for once per turn, so you can fight, you know, to break elusive or break yeah. war, for instance. But it's gonna be pretty rare to use this card. This card would work well with many other houses, but the truth of it is, most of the Saurians who have reap effect don't want to fight. Most of the yep. Saurians who have fight effect don't want to reap. So it just doesn't have a lot of synergy in house. Yep, one of the best uses I've seen for this card uh, was in a deck that has Livia the Elder with Cincinnatus Rex and Golden Spiral. Um, so, mm. so the Cincinnatus Rex can can fire its effect while reaping. Uh, <laughs> so you don't even yeah, have to fight that, enemy that, creatures. That, it's yeah. it's uh it's stupid. Yeah, that's <laughs> stupid. But like the thing is there, Livia Elder's a rare. Rex yeah. is a rare. Yeah, you're not it's gonna, gonna be, see it a lot. Yeah. Exactly. But it's so, fun. It's yeah, it's Keyforge, you know. Yeah. Yep, them's God. them's Keyforge. Um cool. Okay, next up is Primus Unguis. This is a five power dinosaur soldier with one armor. 
and it says that each friendly creature gets plus two power for each amber on it on the primus unguis and uh after it reaps you exalt it and this is an interesting one in my experience it it can be pretty powerful right because all you have to do if you can protect this one card Mm-hmm. Then, uh, then suddenly all your creatures are are bigger, and that means your creatures with reap effects are harder for your opponent to kill and get off the board, and your creatures with fight effects are, you know, maybe going to stick around for an extra turn and uh, and get to use that effect again. So, um, it is it's pretty strong. Right. I mean, this probably one of my favorite Soren cards. You're playing with fire with this card. You could be useless if you wanted to be. Or it could literally make your creatures impossible to be killed until you are killed. Sorry, right? Yep. So it's a fun card. Let's just say that. Yep. Uh, and next up is Saurus Rex. This is the Saurian leader card. So it's a six power dinosaur and leader. And it has a fight slash reap effect, which says if it's in the center of your battle line, that's the standard leader text, you may exalt it. If you do, search your deck for a Saurian card, reveal it, and put it into your hand, shuffle your deck. Um, this is good. There are not very many effects in Keyforge that let you search your deck for a card. And so, um, and in my experience, in goods, in strong Saurian decks, you have these, uh, you know, these cards that can be very impactful at the right moment. And so, uh, you know, this means getting that Tribune at just the time you need it, or that Imperium, or Ancient Power, or Axiom of Grisk, or whatever, exactly when you need it, which is really good. Exactly. Like, we mentioned Saurian's potential as a combo house, so getting that other half to any combo, X Salvacasasaurus, or Six Emperor Tyrannosaurus for Tribune, right? Mm-hmm. This card is useful for all of it. And it doesn't feel, you know, in my opinion, I think search effects are very powerful, maybe mm-hmm. too powerful for Keyforge. But this one feels pretty fair. I mean, it needs to be mm-hmm. in the center, you have to exalt it, and you have to fight in reaps. All of these conditions are relatively hard to do. So, yep. solid card. Yeah, so quick question on, you know, in, in terms of Worlds Collide leaders, there are seven of them. Uh, mm-hmm. If we say, like, number one is the best, number seven is the best, where do you put Saurus Rex? Oof. Um... I'm going to say in the middle. And uh-huh. the, re- the reason for that is, depending on the deck, this could be amazing, right? If you, uh-huh. if you had those combo cards, heavy actions, this could be high potential. I had a deck with a lot of good actions, so I can make a lot of value from this card. But if you don't have those combo cards, you don't have good actions, this effect is kind of just going to be like, hey, exalt and search for one more creature. Isn't exactly good unless the creature is like you know a clutch red or galum when you need it, right? Yeah. So it's it's in the middle for me. I mean, it's still a six body, right? But many of the other leaders have at least four. Yep. Uh, yeah, I I agree. I think like if you compare to some of the other, there are two leaders in particular that stand stand out in my mind as really really good. And those are Zenzi and Val. Um, yes. And, and exactly. you know, the reason they're so good partially is just because they're passives. And so mm-hmm. they you get to use them on 
uh, three times as many turns right. as you get to use Saurus Rex. So, but Saurus Rex is very strong, and on the um, you know the other the other passive I guess would be Kalok, but Kalok's effect isn't that good. Um, you know, welcome to talking about Worlds Collide Sarian or uh, Brobnar that is, but um, but you know. I think Saurus is maybe number three. He might be right behind uh, right. Valenzetti, but it, but like you said, it really it depends on what you have to search for, right? So, right. I mean, the thing about Zenzinic and Val is that they're inherently good. They have high base value. This card yeah. is depending on that, and Elok completely forgot about that later. So forgettable. <laughs> yeah, um, he's you yeah. know it, when he's good, he's very good, but. Um, when he's not, he's he's forgettable for sure. Exactly. All right. Uh, all right. So next card we got up is sorry about that. Um, great flavor text and great comedy in this card. Uh, play back destroy creature. It's controller game one. So this is a pretty versatile card. At worst, you're probably gonna destroy your own creature just to get an amber, which I mean that's pretty bad, but hey, you get an amber. Though it does combo well if you need to kill off a creature like Prefectus Ludo on your board and you gotta control that golf and amber. Good for that. Really good for that. Um, on the other hand, it does kill their creature, right? So you could use it as hey. Um you give them an amber and you destroy that restraining onto us, yeah. Or you destroy a, a big threat that's that would, would be kill you know, hard to kill other. So mm-hmm. Um, but worst case scenario, you get this early game, you know, you're just playing the game, and they have no creature, right? So you have to kill your own creature to get the answer. So, yep. it really depends. But it, it's an alright card. I like it. Yeah, I, I agree. Like, the, the ability to just say, nope, this dies, is mm-hmm. good. Um, I've even occasionally seen this used where, like, you have a warded creature... Uh, you play this oh, just just to get the amber and pop the ward, and then you reward good. it. Uh, it's okay. I mean, at that point, well, you just got an amber, which is kind of a low yeah. bar for an action card. But um, yeah. but occasionally that's you know the right thing. But yeah, getting to just say, oh no, this you know your creature is dead. I didn't have another way to deal with it. Um, can certainly be nice. Yeah, yeah. I mean, at the very least, Sarns don't have. A lot of destroy effects like right. destroy creature you know this has that a lot of so besides the action of grist you know this is the other main well they, they have a they have a bunch and i think we're going to see some more of them but they are very they're all two-sided right and so this is one thing that is like uh no i'm only doing it to the one thing that i want to and there's no restriction like hand of d's uh you know things like that Kymore eclipse they all have these restrictions on what they can hit um and so i i think you know this is important for that reason exactly all right so next up we got uh send to break us for a power creature not bad you may spend amber on friendly creatures as if if it were in your pool and fight a reap effect you just exalt sender break this is essentially an aoe sender shrix it's a very powerful card in the right hand with all the Soren Exalt effects, this could potentially forge your whole key based off all your Exalt whatever, and it's a huge threat. Immediately ward this thing if you can. It's going to do a lot of work. 
Um, big differences from this is Ender Shrix. Ender Shrix has an exalt on play, which could give more tempo in the long run. Additionally, it has armor, uh, maybe makes a difference. But Sender Shrix, um, you could really. Sender Shrix is one card, so it's easier to protect than, say, your entire board. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Then again, this guy, if you just kill this guy, um, go break us. Well, um, it, you know, basically done. So, it's still a fantastic card. Yeah, I think in my mind, one of the key differentiating factors is um, whether you are getting, you know, a lot of other capture effects with this, right? So if you mm-hmm. if you get this with, uh, you know, hardly any other capture, it's obviously not going to be very good. Um, if you get this with cards like uh, City State Interest and oh my god, um, <laughs> or you know, I have a I have one or two decks with this with Pile of Skulls, which is very fun. Um, or you get this with uh, you know, just a lot of random things: Oduak, Theros Centurion, um, Lilithal. You know, it it just if you if you have a lot of disparate capture effects, then suddenly this becomes very good if you have a way to um. To protect it and what ends up happening to your opponent is they they are they have to look and say okay i could kill you know i could kill that thing i could kill that one creature over there but there are these three other creatures that all also have amber i don't anyway it just it can add up and if you have cards other again other cards that just care with amber brings being spread around like uh like a pompatus right suddenly you get a lot of value out of it but um and so I I really get a kick out of hunting for those decks that are like really maximize it. Um mm-hmm. but it is it is a unicorn thing, right? Like there's there most of the decks that it's in, it's kind of a dud. Exactly. Cool. Um okay, next up is So Salt. This is uh kind of comparable to diplomacy, except that it's a, a hard cannot. But it is an action with a bonus amber. It has alpha. Uh, and it says until the start of your next turn. So everything up till this point is the same as diplomacy. But this one says creatures can't reap. And that's interesting because it, it includes you. So that's a little awkward. But, you know, it's all going to depend on when you get it. If you get this uh, on a turn where you want to fight and not reap, then that's great. You get it on a turn where you don't have any creatures out yet. That's great. But I would personally rather play a style of Saurian where I'm just controlling the board enough that my opponent can't reap. Exactly. Um, yeah. I mean, I'm not going to lie. This is probably my one of my top three favorite cards. Mm. This looks awesome. I'm not mm-hmm. going to lie. It's very Saurian-like, being very bourgeois, right? Very pretentious of type, uh-huh. and you just see the dinosaur below him. I think it's the dinosaur below. Him. Oh, oh, it's more, it's more like a chair, but it's very low, very condescending, and I love uh-huh. it for the Saurian vibe. Um, but yeah, as a card itself, it's all right. I mean, bonus hammer, but it is essentially a better version of Doom, if you will, kinda. Um, that's debatable. Either way, it does mitigate a little bit of your opponent's tamper game. That's good. Yep. Um, 
cool. Next one up is another kind of crazy effect, Spartasaur. This is a six power dinosaur and soldier with one armor. And uh, it has fight gain two, which is pretty good. And it says that after a friendly creature is destroyed, destroy each non-dinosaur creature. Um, and that's really bonkers. That it, that makes this a very, very good protection card. Because if you can uh, reliably kill one of your cards on a turn on your turns, then you will you will be able to keep the board. Uh, very wiped. That's of course like except unless your opponent also has dinosaurs, in which case you will have to deal with those separately. But it is pretty strong as a board control feature. Exactly. Like this card is why I love keep. Like really crazy effects that, in my opinion, is hard to use effectively. Can mm -hmm. be a bit give and take, but a great player will use this card in their advantage fully. Right. I think my first Saurian deck wide had this card, and I was just learning to use it and play it properly. You had this card in general order, so much pencil board wipe outside. It was hard to use, but when played properly, it was amazing. Um, having said that, you know, my legend is card of bear. So in a deck with a lot of Saurian creatures, especially like seven or higher, this can be very useful. You can wipe out any board by killing any friendly mm -hmm. and just keep those that Saurian board on. Yeah. Find that with like the Breakers and the Shrix, the Galem, the Jarda, right? You, you, you know, it could be massive. But without many Saurian creatures, this could just be a board. I mean, a mini gateway to this without a chain, and that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, I think the one thing that people sometimes forget about this and that it's important to remember is that uh, it still... Uh, if if it dies, then it does not trigger, right? So mm -hmm. um, it has to be a different creature that dies. Uh, if it, you know, if it hits the the discard pile, uh, then its effect can't trigger. So important to remember that. But otherwise, you know, lots of good stuff you can do. And I'll just say this is in the same card pool with Brend the Fanatic. So there mm -hmm. are really nice opportunities to even, you know, blow up your own. It's, it's a good way to blow up your own bread sometimes. Exactly. All right. All right. Uh, next card, we got Tertiate with one amber bonus. And a play effect, Troy, one-third of all enemy creatures and one-third of all enemy creatures. So just to clarify how the card works, you just count one, two, three, and you destroy one of them. If they have four creatures, you destroy two. So... Yep gonna work in your favor a lot of times um it's not bad i mean this is another like hey destroy this card and it'll be very powerful when you need it um clearly you want to play it when it's in your favor like if they have four creatures play it then play it then you get more bang for your butt but overall an amazing card yeah yeah there's a great uh there's a i Memes are like my primary language. English is my second. Um, there's a there's a great meme that involves Chevy Chase um, on SNL many many years ago, uh, saying I I was told there would be no math, and um, sure. and one of the things that this card has made me realize is that we're all kind of pretty bad at math because the number of times that people stop and think wait how uh, 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 okay two. 
<laughs> it, you know, right. it's it's a lot. But this is, by the way, we were talking earlier just about um, the amount of Sarian board clear that exists, um, and I, it's actually like it's a lot. It's just the the, the interesting thing is a lot of it is double sided, right? Tertiate mm -hmm. hits you and your opponent. Regrettable Meteor hits you and your opponent. So does Axiom. So does Spartasaur. Of course, they all. Uh, there are ways that you can make it hurt your opponent more than it hurts you, but it is, you know, it's interesting. Sarian has actually so many board wipes, um, they just are pretty much all double-sided. Exactly. And, you know, it's a little bit problematic, if you ask me. The Sarian as a whole, they have very strong features as well. And a lot of those features have very powerful, right? Regalum, Kasu Reef, Gajarda, like these core Sorian cards. So combining those board wipes with a strong Sorian board, even the straight, right? Like a Strix, a Jarda, and a Galum on their own can do immense amounts of work, right? Yeah. Crazy amounts of work. So yep. you could you could have a debate on if these board wipes having all that creature control is a little bit of a power. That's up for another episode, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. All right. Next, we got um, the second to last, you know, the penultimate Kichi uh, uh -huh. for Saurians to call CM an artifact. And after an enemy creature is destroyed while fighting, put a glory counter on the Coliseum. Nomni, if there are six or more glory counters on the Coliseum, remove six and forge a key at current cost. This is a pretty good card, if you ask me. I mean, you just have to fight six times. Oh, you have to destroy six enemy creatures while fighting, and it could be anyhow. So this is this is a time when Force Clan Brobnar may not be too bad, <laughs> for instance, as long as you can, yeah. as long as you can destroy them while fighting. Having said that, it's an artifact, so it can take some time going. Right, this is why action forging cards like Key Charge or Neil Charge Hazi uh, action works so well. Yeah. As an artifact, it may be it may take too long for you to get much use of it. Either way, we all know that key sheets are powerful and this doesn't cost any oh oh. Whoops, <laughs> I was reading it wrong. Apparently you do gotta forge a key at current cost. Yeah. Yeah, that's the, one of the interesting things right. about this. So, out of all the key cheats that I'm aware of, this is, I think this is the only one. Okay, sorry, up through Worlds Collide. This is the only one that doesn't modify the key cost. Um, and it's the only one that is Omni. Um, and <laughs> it's the only one uh that doesn't destroy itself uh, obviously actions don't destroy themselves oh, but they go to the wow. discard pile um but yeah it's it's really pretty unique among i think i if i can think of yeah i think it really is pretty unique among the you know instant e-forging effects um and but but I haven't seen it be the key card in any deck. So, uh, and in fact, 
you you know you mentioned it's an artifact one of the dangers of the fact that it's an artifact is it's possible uh i i've won a game before by using remote access on an opponent's coliseum Whoa. uh yeah wow. i think if i remember <laughs> right it was at five and i ran one of my creatures into theirs so that my creature died resulting in them getting a sixth glory counter and then remote access so that is that's that, that that's brag worthy <laughs> uh yeah well it was a it was a sealed game we were um you know we didn't know what we were doing but um but yeah it, it was power too yeah yeah that that's one of the like crazy things that can happen in Keyforge, obviously, but but also like that's the danger of this kind of of artifact, right? Where if your opponent has a way to use it, like uh, you have to be really careful. Right. All right. The last one we have is yet another Kichi, and I I will point out I think <laughs> that makes three total Kichis in you Worlds Clyde Sarian. Um, all three rares, so, um, you know, not like Key Charge in Untamed, which was, uh, which is a, a common, but, uh, but still, three different ones. Um, and Triumph is an action with a bonus amber, and it says, if there are no enemy creatures, exalt each friendly creature. If you do, and there are six or more friendly creatures, forge a key at no cost. So, first of all... This is a test of your ability to parse English sentences because mm -hmm. it is a it is a long sentence with a lot of if statements, but uh it's a it's a pretty cool effect, I think. Right. Um personally, this is probably the next uh, I should say next to Key of Darkness that is. Uh -huh. is right. I mean this is this is one of the hardest effects to really activate in the game. I mean you need them to have no creatures, okay? And then you need to have six creatures. Yeah. That's hard to do in a lot of games. Um, yeah. In general. So, which is why I respect the bonus amber argument. I mean, at worst, it's going to be, what, bonus amber? Uh -huh. having, having said that, it's a pretty fair card. If you, if you activate the effect, you have six creatures with exalted amber. That's literally worth the key right there. Yeah. So if they do have the gateway to this, right, they can wipe your board, get the sixth amber back, so you use it. Which is unless you have wards in, which let's be honest, it's a pretty common story. But I like this card a lot. It's very thematic. Even though it's hard to, it's one of those cards that even though it's hard to actually use, play it right, it feels really good if you get it out. Yes. And that's the kind of satisfaction I want. Yes, people. it definitely feels earned. Mm -hmm. Um, so since, you know, we're talking about weird flexes, I have a deck that can, uh, do this on a, on an off house turn because of Val. Um, oh, and man. it's, it's, <laughs> it's, it's just the most, it's the most fun, you know, like getting, getting that to happen just feels so good. Exactly. It's weird, but good. <laughs> Um, nice. cool. All right. Um, that is it. That is Worlds Collide Sarian. Um, I have one more. I gotta get uh, gotta get Julian on the schedule to do Worlds Collide Untamed with me and get that in the books. Uh, and then it will be time to start doing Mass Mutation Houses, which I'm really really excited about. So, 
Um, oh man, that's gonna get spicy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I have uh, I have you, Kevin, on the calendar to do logos with me, so I'm very excited about that. If I can talk him into coming back. Oh, of course. More more than happy to. Amazing. Um, yeah, and that, but that's that's it for Worlds Collide. Sorry, any uh, any closing words you want to say about it? Yeah, I mean, whether you love or hate Sorian, right? The funds are used above yeah. all else. I think they, they hit the theme off very well when they first released. And you know, if you haven't tried it out, if you haven't tried any World Collide decks, get a good Sorian deck and have some fun with it. Mm-hmm. And it really, above all else, it changed it changed the changed the, it changed the meta for people entirely. Shadows had a proper counter most most times with Sorian, and it just makes people be on their toes more. So that's good. Yeah, I I agree. I think like uh I I've heard from a few people who really don't like the dinos, and um you know to to each their own, but um I think Sorians might be the most responsible for Keyforge being alive and well. Um. If you, th- I I heard somebody say you know if the if if shelter in place had struck when AOA was uh was the live set um the game might have died and AOA can be really cool but but it is a little bit more of like a slow sloggy game. Um, this. Dinos are really fun. They make you feel smart because, you know, you pull off these combos and you feel like, wow, I I am, you know, so clever for figuring out that these two cards that obviously go well together go together. But, you know, we, we all like to feel that way. Um, you know, it, it just makes you feel good. The themes are, I the theming is just amazing. I mean, the cards, the art right. is gorgeous. Um, who doesn't love Roman Dinos? Like, who, who in the world thought of that and um i think it was brad but uh you know give give them give them all the monies um it's just yeah it's fun uh it's thematic it's it's actually good and um and i think there are ways to to play against it i i don't think that like uh i don't i don't even think that sarian is the strongest House and Worlds Collide, although although you know that's it could be argued, but I don't think they're the strongest. Um, you know, and and I think it was it was just it was really good for the game, and I am really stoked to uh, you know get to play with them more in the next set. Exactly. Um, a couple of things. So on the brook, I personally think they are the strongest in it, but I do agree that there's a lot of kind of good. Especially in AOA, right? You have a lot of ways to archive cards and banish, right? Hysteria is a thing. So there's just a good amount of ways to counter it, uh, depending on the decks. And look at it this way. If people are if people are mad about Sorians, right? Change the meta, right? Don't just keep playing rush decks. Sorians are good versus shadows, you know, stealing. Uh-huh. The good versus heavy Abergain, Crassosaurus, right? These capture cards, it's the interest, right? You gotta change up the meta if you wanna counter it, right? Um, Catasaurus, right? Change how you play, change the decks you play, right? Ultimately. And on the AOA notes, I don't know. 
If the game would have died when AOA came out. Maybe. There is a case to be made. AOA does feel the slowest. Personally, I think AOA was probably the most important set to come out, if you ask me. And not, and not because of, of the card X being good. It's important because the second set is most important after the first. Because it establishes the game's direction of the designers. Mm-hmm. tells us where they're taking us on this really long journey of people just like in AOA what is that it's really off topic to the video but what AOA did was it established a, um, they're establishing a bigger emphasis on the board versus just these rush decks it's basically right rush mm-hmm. decks racing decks are super meta right you can name so many decks that win because of high bonus damage right First yep. deck, uh, Rachel, Triple, either Voltor, right? Um, Pink Fraud, even Gasoline Maximil, right? They have high amounts of Amber Gain, right? But AOA established that precedent of, hey, we're going to focus on runaway decks as a balance method, right? We focus more on the board center. And Wars Clan Saurian, and also Star Alliance, and just Wars Clan in general, emphasize that even more. Emphasis on award and rage is extra satisfactory. Um, high value creatures if you keep them alive. Garcia, Trix, or Galen, right? These cards emphasize that board presence. Yep. And in Mathitation, we're just seeing more and more of it. So we're going to slowly move away from racing decks. It will still be a thing, but a lot less prevalent. And there'll be a lot more counters to it, too. Like, you know, um, what's that one Shadows card in Mathitation that steals? Do you know what I'm talking about? Like it steals one point four speed out. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Uh ooh. No, you know what? I haven't seen it yet. Oh, you haven't seen it? Nope, oh nope. <laughs> interesting. Spoil Oh well Spoilers. 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 <laughs> I'm sorry. But um yeah, I'm I am i am a nerd. I just I, I always look at spoilers, I always see all that, I memorize the cards before they come out. I'm just like, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I I try. Oh no worries. I, I'm not, <laughs> no, you know, I I um I have managed to avoid it, but I don't worry about it too much. Um, I will definitely be digging it a little more right before it drops here in the U.S. But mm-hmm. um, but I've kind of been uh the one that I've recorded so far uh was shadows, and I just I hadn't seen most of the creatures. Um, and it mm-hmm. was it was fun. It was fun to go through and evaluate kind of uh live that way so um i'm enjoying doing it that way but i don't i'm not like super i know people who are super hardcore no spoilers oh, yeah. and you oh, know that's yeah. that's not me but but uh <laughs> it's it's all good oh yeah i mean play the game as well um yep yeah i mean it's a game of discovery so just yeah play as well like um but yeah i mean what do you think on that note do you think E4s would have died if anyway was the last set you know well you know it's it's hypotheticals are always hard I, I, I mean, for me, no, like, I would have stuck with it, um, mm-hmm. but I know a lot of people who did not enjoy AOA yeah. and came back for Worlds Collide because it was it was fun, and and I definitely think there's an element to AOA, um, not, it it's really hard because, you, you know, each deck is unique and blah, 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 but, uh, and there are some very, very fun AOA decks um i think about some of the logos like project zyx shenanigans is super fun oh yeah um some of the brobnar combos are are 
really cool. Um, but uh, there was a lot of nope. And and I'm, when I say nope, I mean like there, there was a lot of control. There was a lot of repaint. Um, there was a lot of key cost increase. Uh, and my feeling is that just in general, it slowed the game down significantly um, from Coda. And there's a, oh gosh, I, uh, I read, I read, I want to say it was like an article by somebody in like Rock, Paper, Shotgun or something. This is mm. back when I used to play Dota, which feel deep cuts, but they were talking about um silencer versus axe at, in terms of game design and um for people who never played dota and god bless you uh you know <laughs> si silencer silencer's you know abilities are all about turning off other characters abilities so uh -huh. he i mean he literally has a an ultimate ability that when it fires for like five or six seconds uh opponents cannot use any abilities and uh, there are like no, there, are, there's, there are items that protect you from stuff, but they don't protect you from this. And oh. uh, and so it's like, uh, oh, okay, we're going. Nope, stop. Turn everything off. And Axe, on the other hand, is this hero that the more enemies he's surrounded by, the better he is. Um, and his ultimate ability is. Um, if if it does some damage and if it finishes off an enemy, then it makes your team go faster, um, so you can chase down the rest of them. And um, oh. and the the point they were making, gosh, this is a long point, but the point they were making is that there are some design choices that are oriented around telling people stop doing fun things, and there are some design choices that are oriented around telling people do more of the fun things. And I think. In general, AOA had a, had more of the stop doing fun things. <laughs> um, right. And so, um, and and I do like, I still enjoyed it, but I definitely, you know, it. I don't blame the people that kind of got disinterested at that point and said, "Oh, I'm going to go do other stuff," and you know, and I again, I think worlds collide. Uh, Starian is a good example, but but Star Alliance does it too. There's so much in Worlds Collide that is like really fun and compounds and builds on each other, and um, and I think is more on the hey, you know, do more fun stuff side. So anyway, that was exactly. that was a long a long lecture. No, no, <laughs> no, no, that was no, that was good. I mean, so like, what do I say? Yeah, I agree with that. AOA feels like more of a silent server. Actually, a really good analogy for it, um, honestly. I don't think it's a bad thing. Um, yeah, yeah. AOA, yeah, that board emphasis, let's be honest, it's more interactive on a board, and it's just more counterplay when you have a board present, right? That's nice. Yes. But, but the problem with AOA, what Coda did, especially, was to people, it's all about the instant. Where is the light reaction? Where is the key charge, um, you know, out? Right. Where is where is the bait and switch pre or rather, right? 
these are the things that got people in the game. These big plays of one card. In the words of my, in the words of a very close friend of mine, he says, you know, that nothing's OP in Keyforge, or not, nothing's overpowered in Keyforge because everything's overpowered, right? Right. It's yeah. all about, right? Yeah. <laughs> it's true. I mean, every, we want big plays to occur, right? AOA, like one of the big cards in there, I think, that people think about. Like Dusk Witch, right? That's yeah. a really powerful card, yeah. but it takes turns it up. It just doesn't feel as good as a well played, like, the library access turn, right? Yeah. It just feels good getting that on your turn. Dusk Witch, I'm going to shut that down. No problem. You know, I play Poke, get an Amber, draw a card, right? It's just right. done. You know, no wards, it's over, right? And then when Rose Collide came back, boom, Crash of Sword, Axiom of Wrist, right? I got so many big plays I can do. Psy Officer Morpheus, play Medic Ingram, double ward, right? Garcia, right? Kirby's Blaster on Kirby, right? So many fun plays I could do, right? Song of the Wild, Ghost Talk. <laughs> maybe, maybe two Ghost Talks, right? Big plays I can do on my turn, right? Yep. Um, I don't think that we should funnel all our power to one card, say, Fades, right? Apparently. But being able to have those awesome plays in your turn, on your turn, instead of just waiting for it or denying, is good. Denying, wait, being the axe approach, sorry, being the, sorry, being the silencer approach, uh-huh. it's not bad, it's not a bad thing entirely, but you need to favor more of those instants over. Yeah. And, and like, looking at it, like, looking at, like, like Coda, Control of the Week, it's a card people, you know, love or hate, right? But yeah. love that card comes from that style of approach, like what you were saying, right? So where is the line between like silencing right. and axing, making you enjoy it? Right, right. and and uh, yeah, that's totally true. And I think, um, gosh, we're so, we're so far off topic, but but yeah, I'll say like <laughs> one of the one of the problems is that the way that AOA muted or you know did said stop is a way that didn't affect Coda very much, which is, is, you know, the point you were making. And and the other thing is, yeah, you look at the control cards in Coda, um, or even look at the control cards in, in Worlds Collide, right? Mm-hmm. And they tend to be, not, not always, but they tend to be things that are um, high impact in the short term. So yes. think about, like, uh, Control the Weak, um, stealth mode, obviously Scrambler Storm, um, and and these are cards that are very high impact in the short term, but uh, don't um, you know don't have these persistent effects. And then you look at cards in in Worlds Collide that do have long term persistent effects, control effects, like uh, Restringentus and Ember Imp, and um, and they're they're much stronger than the AOA alternatives. Oh um, yeah, right. I mean, look at look at Ember Imp, look at Ember E M B E R Imp compared to Amber Imp A E M B E R. You know, which just says that after creature reaches its stun and it it hurts you as much as your opponent, and it's like, wow. Yeah, I mean, how did, how did we lose this one and get this one? That's crazy. Right. So. Not even that. I mean, there are like two other copies that I got. Pip Pip and you got Shockworm, which are the same effect, but they affect only the opponent, right? So, and an Amber Imp affects you. 
and I I don't understand. Yeah, so that's another topic entirely where a lot of cards in AOA don't feel super good like that, like the copies of other cards. I don't know, but I think looking at mathematician though, again, super off topic. We should end this really soon, but um, probably AOA and just other cards like especially. I have a huge problem with artifacts. Artifacts, I don't get a lot of value immediately. You may never get the value in a game for an artifact entirely. Yeah. Right? But a big solution is the enhanced mechanic from my patient. You know, you don't know what to do with artifacts, slap an enhancement. Problem solved. You're like that one guy with flex tape. You just put it on, like, you know, the bucket of water coming out. So, <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, you know, you know. Wow, look at that artifact. Has no bonus ever. It's pretty bad. Slap it on there. Put some two card draw hands. Sound good, decent, right? So, I'm really glad with the enhanced mechanic. And if they're really generous with those artifacts, I feel like that will speed the game up more and make having artifacts just feel better to have. Yep. I may not be able to use this effect at all during a game, but it gives me three bonus damage. So, hey, not bad, right? Yep. Yep. Nice. All right. Well, um, I am going to call it. Um, but thank you, thank you so much for joining me and for walking through these cards. Um, looking forward to doing the Logos ones as well. And uh, have a have a great night and stay safe. Um, to everybody watching at home, thank you very much for joining us. I hope you making it and uh, that you will jump online for now and. And hopefully before very long, we'll get uh, four. So, joy and thank you. Thank you. Hey, closing.